and welcome to episodio número 30 of Otra por favor. Otra por favor. Ah, there hey. we go. She remembers. She got it. Yeah, David, uh, you know, we got to step it up now, bro, because yeah. someone here can take your, your spot. Real quick. <laughs> Real quick. So as, as you guys know, uh, segundo round con esta Michelle. Thank you for having me. I bugged you to have me on. It was like a thing that I was also thinking of. Like I wanted to bring you in, especially since the season's over. And it was like, you know what? I want to get the scoop of the scoop of the scoop. El chisme y todo eso. Exactly. There was a lot of emotions. I think we were talking beforehand. I was like, what, do you, what did y'all think of the end of the season? A lot of happy faces for, for no sure. reason. We were getting into it early on, but now we're happy to have you here. Having this opportunity to speak with you, actually, it's our first time meeting, so yes. bienvenida. Gracias, gracias. I'm ready to talk anything that you want to talk about. I'm happy to be on again. Thank you so much for the invite. And yeah, I'm just excited to hear what y'all thought, what you think, what's going on in the soccer world, and you know, kind of getting to know each other a little bit more. Um, it's, it's funny because a lot of the stuff that we're preparing for today kind of like changed. Or reaffirm a lot of things that we had in mind. And that's how it is. Like with information, uh, I'm pretty sure you deal with it every day. Oh my God, it's so, so frustrating. So what's it like for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, you have to stay on your toes because breaking news happens at all, all hours. Sometimes when I'm at the gym, you know, I'm technically not on. And then it's like, oh, I get an email like, hey, breaking, like blah, blah, blah. And if, you know, social media is now the king of everything. Mm -hmm. So if you don't, you know, tweet that thing or say something, then you're behind, right? So, um, you know, it's fun. Uh, everything changes very fast because everything is, quote, unconfirmed until you confirm it. Mm -hmm. um, and you also don't want to tell people the wrong thing. But... But yeah, that's how, how that's how it is. Life. Yeah. Have you ever told anyone the wrong thing? Oh yeah, I've been. I mean, I. I what a question, Richie. <laughs> Have you ever messed up? <laughs> hey, you know what? I that's mean, how we, we all mess up. That's how we learn. Exactly. It's It's the beautiful thing about being yeah. humans. You yeah, have a, you have yeah. another chance. No, and I mean, and that's why sometimes <laughs> I even stop myself and like, okay, wait, 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 what, what am I? What am I about to tweet? Um, and then I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Like, mm -hmm. I know this, like, um, for example, today, not to, okay. Diving into Austin FC, like Chris Bills tweeted out that, uh, Danny, I, I struggle with his last name. Hosen. Hosen. Okay. I, I always I, want to say Hosen, <laughs> but Hosen sounds good to me. Yeah. Hosen. <laughs> yes. And Ulises Segura, um, you know, as y'all saw, they're coming back um, mm -hmm. for next season. And I actually saw them training. I just didn't say anything because I was there for a different reason. Um, and I wasn't there to be reporting or anything. But, I mean, I'm, I wasn't restricted to say, hey, don't say this. But, mm -hmm. yeah, they were training. They look good. They look like, you know, they're working because they didn't work all year. So I'm not surprised that they're back but I, I was a little surprised about other names, but I'll let y'all say that. That's awesome. Um, I know you'd been on the podcast before, Michelle, but if you don't mind for our listeners, just giving us a little reminder of what you do, what who you are here in Austin. Yeah. So Michelle Sanchez, I am with Telemundo Austin. I am a news producer, sports producer, sports aficionado, sports. I, I love soccer. So I, 
consider myself the soccer sports reporter as well on my own account as well. Uh, some I do put like my content obviously on my newscast because that's my job. But in a perfect world, I would be a sports reporter, soccer beat reporter um, for a publication. But right now, everything's like everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to cover news as well. So. I'm a news. You may see me. I'm at press conferences. I'm at, you know, interviewing, doing, you know, talking to players and stuff on the side. But, um, but yeah, I also produce news. So if you watch Telemundo, that's, you know, 86 homicides already in a year, in this year. So, you know. Compared to last year, is it good, bad? Igual, más o menos? It's according to the numbers, it's, it's a higher. Higher. It's, it's interesting to look at that. That those types of statistics, because like violent crime has increased by fifty percent since the nineties, but I mean homicides. Population has also increased. Homicides. I mean, it just tells a lot of news. So that's another thing. Um, (laughs) So I have a lot of respect for what you do, working in the news, working in the media, um, and a lot of that comes from my sister. She does a little bit of that herself for uh, KERA out in Dallas. Nice. Yeah, and she actually uh, she went to our our alma mater. uh, you see, she's yeah. in the comm school and cool. Um, I'm forget. I think she graduated 2017. 2017. Yeah. Oh, nice. So I don't know if y'all were. No, no, I've never bumped into her. Uh, <laughs> I graduated a little before. Gotcha. Um, but what does she do? News te- news producer? No, she she was a producer for a while in Miami, but now she is a, a full time uh, journalist and running a lot of the political. Uh, beat in Dallas uh, covering a lot of city council and keeping politicians accountable which uh, I hear a lot of her struggles um, as a young woman in the industry and it's tough so uh, very tough makes but me respect I a lot respect what you do. her more than, <laughs> than anything like I, I I cover soccer and the news itself but I think a little bit more of the pressure is when you cover a specific thing like politics especially mm-hmm. and Texas especially it could, it could be very very and oh yeah for sure for sure but even in covering sports sports has its own politics right. and I hope we right. get into oh, some yes. of that too because um, it's, it's interesting to talk about your role in the media and seeing the type of access that you have and type of issues and kind of challenges you face yeah, yeah speaking of sure. access someone was with that uh, having a conversation with the tata martino in the press conference Ooh, yesterday el mister <laughs> uh, I, el, profe. I, el profe i was uh so yesterday i was was it yesterday? actually earlier today uh i was listening to club deportes con este mm-hmm. insurralde, jorge insurralde and um he he had said something i'm actually we're gonna I, I wanna go back a little bit to you know like switch things up before we have planned. And I remember let's say from a couple of months ago, there was a somehow of the relationship between some of the Spanish speaking press and the like Austin FC wasn't well. A lot of it is just misunderstandings of releasing lists and whatnot. But what he said and and it was pretty good as he actually he was you know grateful for the fact that Austin FC were the ones that planned the press conference with Tata and it was, it was an exclusive for local reporters like in Austin so how was that like how was that like is it true is it you know how was Yeah um so the head of PR for um Austin FC reached out to us over the weekend it was on Sunday actually is when I found out that we were going to talk to Tata on Monday, which was yesterday. Um, 
And he was like, hey, guys, we have an opportunity. You have like a 15-minute window to talk to Tata Martino. Obviously, we all know uh, Mexico versus Chile. A lot of people are excited, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you I know. I just sold my ticket, by the way. You sold your ticket? <laughs> I just got my, well, because I'm doing uh, like, a, uh, I'm going to volunteer at the stadium. Oh, okay. So, I just got the notification. <laughs> oh. Wow! Did you, did you see my eyes? Uh, I was like, "You sold your ticket!" <laughs> I couldn't believe it. You were like, "Oh my god!" You were like cursing at me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going? Yes, of oh, you have to be there. Yeah, yes, to be I'm there. going to. I'm taking my pops. Oh yeah, Aww, yeah. That's the beautiful <laughs> sure. thing about it. But yeah, um, going back to that. So yeah, uh, you know, Jorge is correct. Austin FC coordinated this with um, Gabe. Um, so he is in charge of public relations and marketing for Mex tour. So whenever they do the tour here in the United States, by who I mean by they is La, La Selección Mexicana, mm -hmm. Mexican national soccer team. Um, and so he's in charge of that. And so I guess they both know each other from the soccer community. Um, and he was able to set it up and yeah, cause I hear like, it's it could be a mess with the federation trying to set yeah. up and they're very strict and and they are uh from another experience that i had with um club america femenino uh, the See? the women's team was it um, like this summer or uh, I, I think yeah. yeah when they came and played against austin elite, elite yes and um Yeah, so they, they were just like hunting. It's, I guess they didn't record on their side, and so I recorded on my side. They were like, we need a copy of that video okay. that you had. And I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't even ask anything controversial. So But hold on. They they, they, didn't, they didn't record the press conference they organized? They, uh, they didn't record our one-on-one -on -one interview. It okay. wasn't a press conference. Just because oh, gotcha, I requested. Gotcha. I mean, a lot of people don't, you know. The following for women is, yeah. is lesser than for men. So I, rec I had the opportunity to do that. So I reached out to the right people and set that up. But in, I mean, in the nutshell, yes, they are very strict um, when it comes to these things. But I, I'm sure it's not the only one. Yeah. But, but yes, he is Se correct. Por lo que no tienen y I know. Vez de otras cosas. Uh, you know, they just don't want, like, you know. People to edit stuff the wrong way, make it yeah. sound a weird way. Yeah, that's one of the biggest dangers of the media nowadays. Everything is take. Some things can be taken out of context, and people could take advantage of. Even us recording right here, is people could chop this up and make it sound like we're saying something ridiculous. And imagine someone in a position of, of leadership and power in a certain organizations. Yeah, and everything is a little bit tougher. Everything's a little bit yeah, tougher. Yeah, but it's kind of like, I mean. What controversial? I mean, I already know you, and it's like I don't think she was saying anything controversial. <laughs> no, yeah, trust no. in Michelle. We trust. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope I don't say. You know, it's you know, journalism has um, interesting thing about it where people think some reporters are like gotcha, you know, gotcha mm. journalism, and that's not really. I mean, that's not how I work. We all work differently. You know, one of the the things that I was taught when I was at UT is that. The story is never about me. It's about them. So I do have an issue with, and I saw some people, reporters this year, when they made the story about themselves and it wasn't about the players or the team. And I was just like, the focus is, shouldn't be on you. But mm -hmm. we all have work very differently. So that's just, that was just my two cents um, that, you know, that you see. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's not just one person, it's just right. people. It, I, sometimes it get it gets lost 
in your work and where you also trying to be a TV presenter or someone that's being taken serious, like mm-hmm. on camera and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. There's Mercury. Was it Sunny or not? Because Sunny, Sunny is good on my list, but if no, it's about to let me know. Sunny, how dare he? One time I was in the elevator. I saw him at uh, Q2, and and I'm being so sarcastic. He's really nice, very gentleman like, and I had like a little linen, and he's like. Just to get off of me, and I was like, "Oh, thanks." And in the way, I, like, I, I like con esa mirada que tiene de serio. I know. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah," I was like, "Okay, thank you, Sunny." And I know Sunny; he, yeah. he's nice and everything. And I know y'all had him on. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So no, it wasn't Sunny. He Sunny's good, but good, you know good. his him him and his career is it's going very well. So That's I'm good. happy for him. Yeah, I think we're all happy for him. You know, from last week, the whatever it was talked about is like. The way he he presents soccer to the city it's it's good. I mean, linking people with people and and organizations. I mean, Pepe getting that job and ATX Foundation through Sony, not being able to you know go and then covering for him, and then after that, like he learned more about it. Yeah, no, Sony and Pepe have a great uh, story that I once had the privilege of also talking to Pepe and mm-hmm. Sunny and I saw how that unfolded and I was like, well, this is what people mean when it's like, they say soccer community, soccer has always right. lived here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids from Del Valley, Sunny from mm-hmm. Georgetown, Cedar Park. Cedar Park. I always yeah, get both thing. confused. That Cedar Park. Same, same thing. That's 78613. Let's go. I know, I know. Like literally, I'm like, wait, no, I no. divide this up. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see to see the soccer community and having the opportunity to interview people like yourself, you know, you guys are true. Yeah, you people are, are true ambassadors of, of football and the beauty, the beautiful thing is soon for this, uh, this city. So, yeah. well, and this is very privilege. Very no, it's a privilege, privilege and honor to have you here. Cause yeah. I know you can be somewhere else, but the fact that you're spending time with us again. I could be, I could be in my house watching Narcos. Chilling, no. watching Narcos. <laughs> no, I was really excited. I'm this very peasants. excited to be here. I really am. I'm excited to be here. And You got any hot takes on Narcos? I root for the bad guys. Oh my goodness. I'm so point. evil. Who doesn't, who doesn't root for I the bad know. guys? I think that's a hot take. Bad Bunny. Was he good or was he bad? Uh, no, wait, wait. Are you on the, are you on the third season? Or? I am. Okay. Now I am. Okay. I haven't this finished. Okay. Okay. No, no, spoilers, no, spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. No, you yes. mean J Balvin. Oh. Wait, J Balvin's on there? No. Oh. <laughs> she got excited for a second. <laughs> but I was changing it up so you know, have your back. No, I mean, I did see Bad Bunny and, and I like him. I just didn't understand why a Puerto Rican was there. I was like, oh. He actually hey, said pretty good, like, he, like he did, slang but I couldn't, I couldn't take him as not to be a Puerto Rican. Hot take. He's got a lot of love for Mexico. Yeah. And I will say this, like I'm being married to a Puerto Rican. Um, some Puerto Ricans have a lot of love for Mexico, man. Yeah. Sometimes nice. Madison surprised me. She's more Mexican than me. No. Sometimes. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Cute. Remember that. It was like three in the morning and sacaron los corridos de la Lexis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife is known to do a little yeah, grito here and there. Hard. Man, we, we when we're together, when we're, we're together, together yeah, but when we're apart, I, I crash early. <laughs> <laughs> or in the garage. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. We were, so that day at your house, remember, dude, it was like, we were looking for Coke and I'm like, where's Coke? Where's Coke? I was and chilling. We didn't see you in the garage. Chilling in the garage for himself. Yeah. Dormidito. Dormidito. Did y'all have a friendsgiving? Is this where you're we, getting at? 
didn't have a Friendsgiving. It was just a random get together, but we are planning a. The ladies Christmas. are planning something. Our ladies are planning. Yeah, a, I got, I got the memo like earlier. Like, like oh, Christmas. we're going to go. <laughs> you guys are skipping soccer on Thursday, the 9th. And I was like, por qué? So next week? Yeah, next yeah. week. Oh, we're going to have a get together at Madison and Coke's house. And I was like, sweet. The women are organized. Our yes. women are very, like, they, there's a Google Doc happening right now. Yeah. Oh, like wow. Building right now. We're over here. They're more know. organized than I am. Good for, for sure. Because the only thing we'll probably bring is like chips and a bunch of beer. <laughs> yeah. That's all you really need. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like what, what, how, how was your Thanksgiving holiday? And Oh yeah. Um, my Thanksgiving holiday was very great. Uh, I kind of had like the whole week off um, unexpectedly because I felt under the weather on Monday and Tuesday. Then I went in Wednesday and then everyone was off like Thursday and Friday. So it was nice. It was very chill. Um you know, I just hung out with the family. I, I did go get my Christmas tree Ooh. at Noel's Christmas Natural? tree. Natural? Yes. Ooh, dang. And they had like Keeping a really classic. big one yeah. that mm-hmm. I wanted. But of course, it's not going to fit anywhere. Uh, but it was like 1100 But the reason Dollars? I won, yes. I, no, wait, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was so big. It Damn. was beautiful. Like, I was like, this know. is Christmas. I know. What, is a, what does a grand give you in Christmas tree like? Yeah. Can it fit in this? Is it like bushy? Than this, uh... Oh my gosh. So <laughs> apparently it could fit like in a hotel. So oh, I, wow. You know, so it's like huge. And here's the Is it like thing. the Empire State? Like that? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. that Rockefeller over here? See, literally, kind of. <laughs> wow. Maybe a miniature, but it was really big. But the whole purpose of them having it there, or not purpose, I'm sure they brought it, brought it to sell it, but they sold it to a UT fraternity. Mm. That fraternity... Every year, right? Every year they decorate it and then they do what they do, ritual, whatever. I don't know what fraternities do. And then, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) And then they burn it like on two days later. So they just burn a thousand one hundred dollars. They buy a tree. And they burn it two days later after yes, buying it? Not even like through Christmas. This is what the guy was telling me. Like, this is like a thing, a ritual that they do. And I'm like, You know how many pictures I can do in my f- like photo business with that tree? <laughs> right. Right. That's like, funny, I man. just, I just, you know. So you got yeah. your Christmas tree, you so decorated it. I got my Christmas it. tree and I decorated it on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, we just spent it at home. Did try to do some Black Friday shopping, but honestly, I hate going to the store these days. Like I'm so accustomed to just going online and buying Mm -hmm. everything. So I tried. I just bought some. I'm so old school. uh, Some Apple headphones, but the ones with the cord. No, the ones with the cord. Oh, she got the ones with the cord. She's keeping it it vintage. You know what I'm saying? I like it. I don't like my AirPods because they, every time I put them on, they disconnect to my, um, podcast that I'm listening to or my music. Yeah. My ears are so little. So sometimes my AirPod falls out. And mm. oh, just like, I have the you know. opposite problem because my ear lobe is so big. Siempre se me cae. Or maybe my ears are big, but my ears hey, are Hey man, little. Apple needs to step up the game and I know, make sure everybody's ears can Everyone's work. accommodated. <laughs> so that's why I like the one with the string, but yeah. you know, yeah, okay. they break over time. No turkey? 
No turkey yes, in the plants. Uh, of course. Uh, we cooked our traditional turkey. Mm-hmm. By we, I mean my mother. She's a cook in the family. <laughs> I, don't, I don't cook Sous at all. chef, you were just like, Yeah. Hey, Exactly. That's awesome. So, yeah, that, that's it. And then I was watching Narcos. Ooh, um, so. Sounds like a really restful, yeah, um, it's nice very, oh my gosh, holiday after, for you. Yes, after very, very, yeah. very busy weeks. And, you know, it's not very nice during the end of the year in news mm-hmm. everything kind of just slows down and then and then it, lo- it seems like it's starting to pick up with this new variant so not good news very very uh, un- not good news yeah I um, yeah I was I was driving from Houston to from Houston back to Austin on Thanksgiving night like around 5 o'clock in the morning and it was like I did see more movement compared to last year, which brought me brought a little joy because I'm a I'm the opposite. I like went to the store and ahí peleamos con la viejita por la televisión. Oh wow, you <laughs> cause problems. Yeah, I, or you know, or they come to me. <laughs> and no, and and I was I was glad the fact that I saw more cars out on the road. I saw more people out. Like Bucky's was full. Right. Uh, that was pretty good. Like for me, is whenever I see that amount of people, I, I get excited. Like for me, it's like okay. The economy is, you know, doing good. It's yeah. good for the economy. It's good for the good economy. Good for the economy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So. That's awesome. But then the online shopping option also, you know, it's a good thing. Too. I was going to say, I just got some tickets yesterday to Mexico City. So I'll be Ooh. going to Mexico in January. But nice. it's really cheap. Like I had a really good discount. Yeah. Have you been that. there before? Yes. See? Yes. Uh, I love it. I love it. So I'll be going again. It sounds like you got exciting plans. Uh, I remember li- listening to your um previous episode with Otra Por Favor and uh, you spoke about not really having time to yourself. Oh, yeah, Not really having no, time sure. off. So I it's know. nice to hear that it things is. are changing a little yes, bit. You know, give, yes, give yourself yes. that you time. Uh, I know. I, I wanted to take a month off, but due to other things that the future universe wants me to have uh, I will not I know <laughs> no but it's, it's good it's good That's it's good, good. I'm, I'm fine I'll, I'll be working through the holidays and stuff but hopefully next year it is on my bucket list to take like Christmas off mm-hmm. go to Europe and just like I don't know enjoy life over there for a little bit just like for a month though no, nothing crazy I don't this Christmas that. or future Christmas it, the next. hopefully next one oh, okay, like, okay. That's, like, that's like 2022 or 2023 2022 <laughs> okay Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be right after the World Cup. The World Cup, so. yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I got in. It's gonna be an interesting one because if you go over there, I see yes. ganando europeo, and especially if you go to the you know, know the country that wins I know. it. So I'm like excited. I'm so that's good. Manifest que gane España. Y, <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Um, uh, no, que gane, que gane Italia, since they can't, yeah. ba- they're barely, basically not gonna make it. True. Imagine the comeback. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. I, mean, no, I don't know. Es lo que lo que pasa en la liga mexicana, los el repechaje ganan el campeonato. Pues sí. And Italy, for whatever reason, siempre empiezan bien despacio. Like they're always slow on yeah. tournaments, and they just pick up. Hopefully, they have a little bit of that luck. Yes, yeah. it'll be sad to see a World Cup without Italia. Another one. Yeah, another one. Yeah, another one. So damn. Especially because they're the most classiest when they get off the plane. You know, sí. they got the suits. But I, I do want to see Cristiano, <laughs> and what people say is going to be his last one. Yeah, talk to us about uh, Cristiano about about your feelings about <laughs> that. No, no, no. Because last time we didn't really didn't <laughs> talk about him. I know you're a huge fan of Cristiano. I, uh, and I am. A fan. I've become a big a, a fan of him as well uh, over the years. But you being like a diehard fan, like a it's a heart fan, what does it feel? What do you think about him and his struggles with uh, the Portuguese um, national squad trying to qualify? 
Yeah, I mean, imagine you trying to carry a whole national soccer team on your shoulders. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, obviously, look, it's a team effort. Right. But, you know, there are certain players that bring the finishing touches the the way you can finish a game, which is by winning, scoring goals, mm. which is what we need in Austin FC, but that's another conversation. Um, <laughs> which we'll get to. Which we'll get to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> we keep it real. We keep it real here. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it would be sad. I mean, he's an incredible player. He's changed, you know, the game of soccer. You know, you see this nice com- competition through the years, through um, you know, with him and Messi mm. and Messi just won another Ballon de Oro <clears throat> and whatnot. So not that seeing him. <clears throat> loud. Oh, no, I really just. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a natural I really thing. Did. <laughs> <laughs> no, just uh, the timing was pretty funny. I know. No, no. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, just, you know, seeing that, um, seeing not seeing him in the World Cup would be would be a little sad. But, you know, I mean, we didn't see United States in the last World Cup, so. We weren't that sad, so we'll be fine. Yeah, I think Just getting the shots fired. <laughs> that is now we got our I'm we're locked and loaded here. And <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. There's, there's like a lot of shots fired every time we you know talk about soccer, one so, way or another. So much to be said. Sometimes <laughs> indirectas también. Sí. I know. Not even trying. Directas, indirectas. De repente, ah, dije eso. Oh, sí, verdad. Sí, dije eso, no? Yeah. but yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I mean, I would. I mean, may the best one qualify, mm-hmm. and then we'll see from there. But who would you prefer? Who would I prefer? I mean, like I really, I would love to see Cristiano, but I mean, I really don't care, you know, because I guess it just doesn't affect me personally. Like it does, but I mean, I mean, if it, si no le toca, pues no le toque. The best, the best have to make it. Like he's know? done so much for his club. He's done a lot. Mm-hmm. He's won and, a Euro Cup, hasn't he? Euro right, Cup, yeah. and you know, individually, like personally, he's done so much. Mm-hmm. So, and he's been to World Cup. So, but yes, it would be sad not to see him and see right. Messi on there. For sure. What were your thoughts on the uh, Ballon d'Oro since we had touched on the subject? Yeah, I mean, just like everyone, some people were very, very happy, and some people were very, very disappointed. I just thought that. I was like everyone else. I was like another one. I mean, I understand. I understand mm-hmm. the recognition, but um, yeah, I think there was other other candidates that were a little bit more deserving. What about you? I think it left a lot a bad taste on a lot of people's mouth, um, especially looking at the season that Lewandowski had been having up to that point. Um, and it's it's tough to look at because you know last year was such a odd year with COVID. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when Lewandowski was on fire, ripping the Bundesliga apart and having a great champions and everything. But um, it's tough. I think, I think Messi fans will be happy, Uh, but everybody else is kind of looking at it a little strange. And anytime you get anything FIFA involved, it rings a lot of um, questionable bells, you know? Right. You do? I think, I don't think Messi deserved it. Uh, He, he, He's done great. He's done well. I mean, he's my favorite player. Not of all time, but top three. But I don't think he should have won this one. I think it was time to switch it up and give it to Lewandowski. Yeah. Because now we're going to go back to the trail of Renesi Ronaldo, Messi Ronaldo, which kind of gets boring. And you're yeah. not giving the other players that are winning stuff right. an opportunity to compete. And I mean, gets, they're competing yeah. to win something like that in that caliber. Right. And it gets boring, too, when... Everybody watching the world of football 
sees that these guys are no longer in their prime. They're right. performing well, but there's other players that are shining and doing crazy, amazing things with, with football right. in, in their clubs. Um, and wow. I think I think the argument was that they gave Messi a lot of credit for the Copa America, yeah, for winning that. Which, pero, yeah, I mean that is an argument. That, but that's a good argument. That's, pero that's también, one side, you know. What that's I mean? one side, and and I mean in Barcelona he carried the team up to the as best he could. Right. But it's just, I mean Lewandowski, he capitalized with his opportunity mm -hmm. of winning the Champions League yeah. and the way they won it, you know, and the team how he helped them get better. And he, he doesn't seem to be the type of player that is muy como líder, but he, mm -hmm. it felt like a lot of them were, you know, behind him and on that Champions League. So it was just, I really didn't want Messi to win. I, I wish Lewandowski should have taken it. Yeah. It's all politics, man. True. It is, especially in FIFA. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, we have a World Cup com coming up in Qatar. Who, right. who in their right mind would ever thought Qatar would host the World Cup? I mean, right. Joseph Blatter did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. His sentencing. He's going to be in jail for a long time. So, um, we changing the subject. Sure. What, uh, what are your plans for Guadalupe Reyes? Okay. You asked me that, but I was so lost as to what that meant. <laughs> what does that phrase Is it, mean? So, you Porque know, uh, no lo like mid, mid, uh, mid December, el, uh. el, Cumpleaños de la Virgencita, uh -huh, uh -huh. all the way to Reyes Magos. Uh -huh. Oh my God, I'm so such a bad Catholic. Like, or, you know, or Mexican. Or Mexican. <laughs> I'm not Catholic. Okay. I don't so, know. I was so like, pretty I'm, much people call it, I, I didn't hear that until like a couple of years ago. I've like, never hey, heard Guadalupe it. Okay. Reyes uh -huh. from el, el cumpleaños de la Virgencita, fiesta hasta el Día de Reyes. So you're asking me what I'm going to do as yeah, a party your, sense? You know, what are your, your plans for the holidays? Oh, like, for the holidays. You know, that's the first time I've heard, I mean, yeah. just, siempre he escuchado fiesta, como feliz fiestas, fiestas, y blah, blah, blah. But anyways, long story short, because uh, it's very boring. I'm just going to be working. Working. Yeah. I'm, I got pulled um to work christmas eve and i'm sure you know this like news like you have to work holidays so yeah. i'm working christmas eve i'm working uh christmas day obviously it's on a saturday so everyone's off but i'm also working new year's eve and then the my co-workers taking a few days off so I'll be working doubles. And then I produce the 5 and 10 p.m. show. So I won't be getting off till like 9.30 or so. Do you need us to come bring you like un pomo or something? Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I don't know. If y'all have a Christmas party, I'll stop by real quick and say, hey, if y'all have it here since it's right down the street. Coco will be in Switzerland. Will you be back? Or no, you'll be there. No, I'll be there. So um, my, I got married in March. And we never, we never <laughs> went. Like, I, that I was so. a question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we never went on our honeymoon, like right after March. So we've been kind of planning this trip to be around the Christmas and New Year's holidays. And uh, yeah, that's the plan. Being in Switzerland uh, for Christmas and being in Paris for New Year's. I was with the book on Messi, but wow. he'll probably be in Argentina. Okay. Wow, that's like, you didn't deserve that balloon. Ah, okay, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really nice holiday season that you're having. I was Switzerland is on my list, and Netherlands as well. My yeah. wife was gonna go on March of last year, yeah, 
But that's when they started closing everything down. Dude. And she was like a week before the trip and they had to cancel everything. Yeah, you should get insurance just in case. I'm getting a lot of deja vu. Well, hearing your story, like deja vu vibes, because same thing might happen, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, with uh, the Omarion variant. Um, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, they were, they were talking about how to pronounce it. The uh, is it Omicron or Omicron? Uh, Omicron. <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So the the Omicron um, variant, uh, from what I've read and heard and like listened to on different podcasts, it's, it's something very serious. Like it's more contagious. It can make you sicker. And the vaccine is not as effective. So all that stuff sounds really scary, especially with trust plan. But we're just going to take it as it goes, you know? Yeah. In this in this world, especially nowadays, things are out of your hands. I know. And uh, you just got to make the best out of it. I just hope you have uh, insurance coverage <laughs> for your trips. We should be good for the most yeah, part. We okay. should be good. There might be, we might have to cut our losses here and there. But for oh. the most part, I think we're, we'll be all right. Este bata so mucho in See? Wow. I don't know about mucho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they're shutting down borders and stuff. Yeah, already, so they've already so. shut down uh, like Greece and certain certain other nations, uh, uh, South crazy, South African yeah. nations. And it is getting crazy again, but crossing our fingers and uh, if yeah. things don't work out, well, it just wasn't our time to go, and we'll Darn. spend spend the holidays with the family. So. <sighs> That would be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Right, that right. would be unfortunate. But hopefully, you know, more people are vaccinated and hopefully as they start yeah. learning more and more. I'm like triple vaccinated. I got it like three times. <laughs> give I got it, the trial. <laughs> you did get the yeah, trial. Never, uh, That's right. And I do remember. Summer, yeah. I'm like, oh, I get, and I'm going to get the booster uh, whenever it comes up. Because by the time I got my, my first dose of Pfizer in the trial, it was like a good amount of time. So it's like, okay, it's time to get the Yeah, I just got mine too. Which See, is why I was off last booster. week. Yeah, because I got sick or whatever. See. But I mean, I was fine. Richie, what about you, man? What are your plans for the holidays? Dude, good question. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, knock, knock wants to stay here. And I'm going to bathe if you're listening to this. Uh, I think if we stay in Austin, because my family, they're going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for me and my brother, because, you know, personal reasons we can't go. I mean, we can go when they come back. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're we're thinking of uh, like step here probably hit up a, a place like I know Lazarus Brewery was having something two years ago for mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. so something like that you know where we can go and not be at the house like go somewhere and you know celebrate yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like I'm a home person I could be a home person but like when it comes to the you know, like the holidays, especially Parties. if I see my family like all in having fun, you know, having fun. I'm over here at yeah, home FOMO. watching. Yeah, like no, nah. oh, yeah. I, FOMO, I, need to, I need to plan ahead to avoid the FOMO. So I think that's the 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 how do you call it negotiation card I have with my wife. Yeah, FOMO's a big thing, man. I feel like with the with social media, you can see what everyone's doing at all yeah. times. It's it can hurt you, especially around the holidays. I know there's been times when uh, I spent certain events at one place and my family somewhere else and seeing that it's a little bit hard you know mm-hmm. oh being away away from your family during the holidays is, is so tricky to yeah. me because you just want to be with them like everyone's well at least in my family like you know no we just like get together in the living room and we just start like dancing Oh so yeah, fun. no, that's we, good. That's we did good. we did that this saturday oh, yeah, uh, that's right. we we had a big family um post thanksgiving feast yeah 
And of course, it ended up in a lot of dancing and a lot of yeah. zapateados. And zapateando. it was a good time. And, yeah, for sure. She loves to dance, man. She She's up and down. <laughs> what, uh, what's your favorite uh, holiday moment Like you would say you remember? like Mine? Yeah. Mine is just like seeing like all my family together. I mean, usually like during Christmas or everything, like any, I don't, I don't know, it's Christmas, New Year's Eve. Uh, family that's like in Mexico comes mm. here and we just like get together and we're just around like, you know, the barbecue because we carne like every Mexican. We do a carne asada, <laughs> some taquitos. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, just being around the family. I mean, that's I think good. that's the nicest, um, you know, thing around and then you getting sure. my tequila because I, I go hard. Little with, hey, I'm the only, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> My cousins are slower drinkers. And so yeah. they're like, oh, just one. Like, and I'm like, honey, I don't have kids. I, don't, I have problems. So let's that's go. the beauty. That's the beauty of it, being a young professional. That's awesome. I'm like, I just Seem, have yeah. problems. That's what's up. Give me a it's funny because My dad is actually like now accepting the idea that I drink. So he always is like, no mucho. <laughs> Back then he looked at me like, Sabes que, sabes que, sabes, Dios está viendo. Bro. Sí, yo también. Oh, my God. You're <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, I think for me, like, back, if you look at your childhood, for some, for some reason, it's, like, way more special than, like, now. For, like, yeah. You just have the, those memories. And a memory that sticks with me is just... Uh, uh, the the Christmas Christmas Day is my grandma's birthday, mm. so her name is Natividad. So like Christmas is like a huge thing Thanks. in my family because yeah. we always throw. Sure. It's like a birthday. Yeah, it's Jesus' birthday. It's like everybody's birthday, man. Yeah, and we throw a big party for her because she loves to dance and she's like pretty much like the, the matriarch. So in the past, I can remember just having her, my grandpa, all my cousins, and uh, tios and tias just in like one small little house and. And just dancing and popping fireworks and and just laughing, you know. Yeah. And, and I feel like the older I get, I don't know if you guys have a similar experience, but it's harder to have those moments where everybody's pulled in because life has a way of taking you in different directions. For sure. And um, yeah, it's just it's for in my case, it's it's been harder to get the whole family together, um, which is right. tough. But you just gotta. You got to deal with it. I mean, right. you, you find beauty in different things. You got to cherish the moments and right. kind of going back to what you're saying. I think you said you're going to the soccer game with your dad next yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, so. for sure. So, yeah, I mean, talk to me. I was talking to um, his name is Gabe and he was telling me about or asking me um, about what it means to have soccer here in Austin. But like what what does that really mean to me and so <clears throat> he we were discussing it and you know he's doing research for his uh, master's paper mm -hmm. I think that he's doing and I was just telling him like at least in the Hispanic community um you know soccer is like home to us it's like a religion so if you don't have something that is soccer in the city that you live then you don't have that that tunnel to spend that moment that you know quality time watching soccer with your family that really feels like home because before I used to you know watch soccer games at home with my family but now every weekend when we the season was you know up and going for Austin FC um 
you know, we were out there, even though I was like in media, sometimes like we were out there, like just like bonding and it was more like home. So I was telling him that's what soccer means to me, because even though being being from Austin, going to UT, that felt foreign to me still. I was like, I like football. I was like, but it's not my sport that I grew up watching. So I was like, I think that's what that means for people when they say, what does soccer mean to you? And especially the people that are underrepresented in our community, which is, you know, the minorities, which is Hispanics and majority, because that's what we follow. So I was just kind of telling. And so I was wondering, like, what does that bring? What does that mean to you? What does soccer mean to you? And I know we kind of talked about it last mm-hmm. time, but kind of made me reflect a little bit more and dive a little deeper on onto, onto that. So I think for me is like same, uh, a lot of it is knowing that you don't, I mean, we follow so many teams, you know, around the world and in Mexico, right? So that feels like home, but away from home. I mean, right. when was the last time I went to a Barcelona game in Barcelona? Never. I've only been to one America game in the Azteca. So having a team, and I mean, Dynamo was in Houston when I lived there. So I, I'll go to every game I could, but it wasn't at something like Austin from the first day of the season till the last day, like go to every game almost. And I think it was something that because it's there. I mean, the result, yes, it was a crappy result. I mean, at the end, it got better at home. But at home. At home. <laughs> that was the key. That was, oh, that the, key. was the key. That was the key. Oh man, I yeah. caught that. Sorry. But um but the fact that we can talk about our team. Yeah. I mean, some people might not like it, some people might like it. Some people it brought like like say you took minorities, but also people that never knew about soccer. Like it changed I would say it changed Austin's uh way of thinking of sports forever. Yeah. You know, because we actually have something that's ours and something that it's 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 something that can bring white people, black people, you know, Hispanics, Asians, Indians, everyone in the same in the same place. And also one thing that we see is you have different levels of, you know, you always have the people in El Palco and I know the box office. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And And then you have, you know, like. People that like the supporter sections, the rowdy ones, and then people that just want to go watch a game on the, you know, on the everywhere else in the stadium. So that that's that's right. What like soccer is? It just brings everyone together. Like America, for example, is a player, a team that isn't. La America is para los o muy pobres o muy ricos. Yeah. Either for the super wealthy or the super poor. Right. But it it's it's like that. Like for me, it's just thinking bringing everybody together and watch no matter what it is it's not you but it's about a team like yeah. not even the players it's about austin fc itself right it's about the community and you said something that i connect with a lot it's even though i'm not from mexico mm-hmm. it's home away from home like you feel like you're at home away from home and that being said like if i'm with my mother i, I feel like i'm at home and i'm sure she feels like she's at home without being at home you know because that's what she did when she was in mexico and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of prideful Mexicans, Mexican-Americans, Mexican followers um, or aficionados of La Selección Mexicana when they come here next week um, and see. And I know that, you know, he said, I'm going to bring young players. He's like players that maybe have never been called up to La Selección Mayor, players that, you know, play the MLS, players that maybe play 
you know, and Ligamekis or whatever that are off. Um, he's like, but it's an opportunity for them to grow and for me to see. He's like, but I also what he's like, what I want is for the fans in Austin to get their cup filled and have a good mm-hmm. a good game. He's like, because at the end of the day, this is for them. It's not for us. You know, I mean, it is for them, but, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a friendly. <laughs> but, you know, he was like, Texas never disappoints. And the fans, for the first time, they deserve what we are here to give, which yeah. is entertainment as well. That's awesome. What do you yeah. think? Okay. That's awesome. You got a chance to talk to Tata about yeah. something like that. Oh, he was the um, sweetest. I felt like we were best friends. I was like, Tata, <laughs> I'll see you here. And <laughs> I made him laugh. And I, you know, go shopping. I know. And I was like, and, awesome. and I told him, I was like, because they put me on the spot actually yesterday. They were like, Michelle, you have the last question. Go ahead and make it a good one. And I was uh, like, I, you know, I hate when people say that because I'm like, oh, boy, like, like, first of <laughs> all, I am the only woman here. Second of all, you're putting, and I know you're he didn't. representing for real. I was like, well, and then, you know, I asked my question, which essentially was, and I think Jorge talked about it as well mm-hmm. on his show. And, you know, I was just like, look, from a, you know, media point of view, but I'm not Mexican media. I was like, I obviously work here in the United States. I was like, how do you deal with that pressure? You are, you know, the coach for one of the top selecciones, one of the top, you know, teams in the world. And you come off of a three, you know, consecutive loss against mm-hmm. our rival, our biggest rival, United States. I was like, the Mexican media tears you up. I was like, so how do you deal? How do you move on forward with, with all that? Like how, how does one do that? Because I mean, woof, we saw him, how he got <laughs> slapped in the hand, but you used right. to really do see at a world level when you get like, literally they're like, we want you out, you know? And you know, the Mexican media can be very rough sometimes. So, <clears throat> you know, and he gave me his answer and, you know, it was very honest and, and whatnot. And, and he was like, you know, the pressure is always there, but I always have to perform and I need to trust my process. He's like, even if people don't want me there, and I was like, well, respect. Cause you have coached, you know, some important players and right. you are coaching a very important, you know, team That's trying to make the world cup. Like trusting your process in a very tough situation. Right. I mean, it's easy. Like a lot of people was like, ah, oh, you trust your process when you're winning. But like right now, after three consecutive losses against the u.s yeah. you know yeah. so what's your process a lot of people will ask it like what's your process what do you have in mind you know yeah mm-hmm. but it's like life and it's with everything right like mm-hmm. what's your process like when i ask me what's your what, so what are you gonna do like when are you gonna do you know when are you gonna do this and that and i'm like oh honey i wish it was that you know you know but it's all a process we all fail i'm not saying you know i'm not trying to Give him like, oh, it's okay that that it's only three losses, uh, you know, compared to all your wins. Mm-hmm. No, because at the end of the day, we like to look at the bad first and then we look at the good, right? Because we expect sure. nothing but that. Right. Yeah, it's good to hear him take it in stride. And uh, the media, the media works well at, at, at kind of helping build that trust or helping kind of erode it little by little depending on like what type of coverage you're getting, especially with the La Selección de México y La Prensa Mexicana can be very, very, very critical. Um, but as a fan, I'm super excited. Mexico is coming to play Heck yeah. on uh, Wednesday, December 8th at Q2. Um, 
I'm going with my, with my dad and he, he's, he took me to so many games growing up. And, uh, it's one of those beautiful moments of life where it comes full circle and I get to repay that for, and, uh, invite him to a game. Um, and I'm also really excited that Tata decided to bring a lot of young players because after the three consecutive losses with the USA, losing in Canada, having a tough, um, recent record, um, we want to, I, I want to see new blood, man. I want to see yeah. new players give that chance right now. Like this is Amistoso. The result to me doesn't matter as much, but if there's young players that are coming out and doing a good performance and uh, just giving us esa esperanza de que hay generación nueva en, en el fútbol mexicano. Mm-hmm. Because when I look at USA and what you know they, they did against Mexico recently, I, I see a team with a lot of future. And then I look at the other side, I look at Mexico, and I see the players that that we've, we've played for a long time that are uh, have achieved a lot. You know, Guardado, um, talking about Ochoa, um, Hector Moreno, like he didn't play that game. But, you know, those types of names, mm-hmm. um, they're not going to be there forever. They're not, maybe Qatar is probably their last World Cup. So you got to think about the future. Yeah, so planning ahead, and yeah. I think... If we don't start playing ahead right now, yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. Yeah, USA's players are playing at top elite levels and top clubs mm-hmm. and Champions Leagues. And right now, I think in the Champions League, Mexico, we only have El Machin, right? El Machin. And Chucky, Chucky, just okay. the. I mean, Guardado still plays for Betis. I mean, you Betis. have Alainez as well, Alainez. which you didn't call. I mean, I mean, look, Mexico. I disagree. Mexico has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. I just think that his squad wasn't giving like what he thought he was putting out there it wasn't there like we have too much talent to be losing three times and by we i mean sorry i have a very big (laughs) here's the one question i have is is it say for example the losses right and then what's going on is it because of the players i like just you, you think it could be like say a commitment issue it could be something that it's broken in there between the staff and the players. Um, because like, say for example, Arteaga is not part of the team right now. Este Salcedo, you know, he didn't get called. So what, what's the, what would you say? It's one or two things that are the reason why they, why they lost from the Mexico side. I mean, we already know the U S stepped up and played their game. Of course. Right. And I give them props to me. I honestly, I didn't understand why he had, even though Hector Herrera did give me the, not dos a cero loss. He gave me a dos, dos a uno loss because I would have heard every fan in the world. It seems like, that they love to chant this dos a cero, which is great. I get it. It's fun. It's, so- it's soccer. It's the right? thing they used to get under uh, Mexico's skin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, what they. It it's what they do. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and it works. But I just, I honestly, yeah. I was like, you know, you should. I don't understand why he had Guardado bench. I still think Guardado. As soon yeah. as he came on, you saw the difference. The difference, yeah. yeah. That was happening. I agree. I agree. Yes, yes. I and he, you have you have really great strikers. Why didn't he bring Linus? Look, Chucky didn't play Copa Oro because he got hurt. So you call him up. He's doing nothing. Uh, who did he have? Tecatito as well on top, right? Yeah. Um, nothing. Raul. Raul, Raul Jimenez. Was up top. Yes, great Coming player. Coming off a horrific injury. 
Her, so <laughs> why? Yes, you're. He's putting big names that I understand carry a lot of weight, but these guys haven't really done nothing. So yes, I agree. He should be bringing in young players. But my biggest issue that I was talking to my brother. My brother was talking to me. He was like, I don't understand why Linus isn't there. I'm like, he's he's that, that little kid fights for you, mm-hmm. for you, and he wears you know that that shirt. But I do think that there's strikers that are being overlooked right now. Which would be a striker que digas es que he should have been playing at least like starting that game instead of one of the three that you just mentioned. I mean... And Linus. Right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think... I mean, I go back um, and I think about like... I, I know a lot of Cruz Azul players were doing really good, but I don't understand why he didn't start Cordoba either. Mm-hmm. Cordoba is on a heart, heart streak, um, even though America got knocked out but I mean prior to that he was one of the kids that went to Tokyo Mm -hmm. and you know right and did very well Um, you know I I think was it Romo who also went to Tokyo Mm -hmm. and so you know there's you know he has players that I like Rogelio Funes Mori Mm -hmm. but I just haven't seen anything from him he does so much at his club but for the selección he does nothing and you know yeah who knows different pressures or uh, comfort of play in his own system and coming to the selección might be affecting him but I agree Mexico has a lot of talent a lot of a lot of pool to 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 dig from and maybe the right pieces weren't chosen put in place for these these games but what I did see is USA came out with a plan and it worked for them mm-hmm. um and, and and it was tough to see because um when the game first started, I was thinking, how long can they keep up with this uh, this, this pace? Because it was back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the game, I saw that USA kept up with the pace. And 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 they've always it's always been like that. They're more physical. They right. they have more fitness. Um, they're they're a little bit larger sometimes. But um, in this game, it really paid off. It really paid off, especially in the wings with um, uh, Wea. We had a, had a fantastic and the wings game and the cold. Yeah, and, and that's another thing. USA has gotten really smart about how to uh, create their home field advantage. So this game in Cincinnati, I know that they really controlled the amount of tickets you could buy at once, and um, they made it in a way so that a lot of Mexican fans would find it hard to go and to buy tickets together and create a true presence. So. I don't know. Yeah, and then they went to the north of the wall, and oh my gosh, <laughs> north of the that wall. was insane! <laughs> like, I'm not a Canada fan, but just seeing that was crazy, dude. We I, spoke I was, about it in the last podcast. They went I, north of the wall, man. I was, was looking at the 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 long night battle of the Game of Thrones, dude. That's like that was pretty much what we went through. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. There was like Jon Snow there, like. <laughs> That's funny. No, yeah. I have like say regarding Mexico, Mexican players. Would you rather, if it was up I'll to you, me. would you rather? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in fifth grade. I know, right? And would you rather? <laughs> no, uh, there's one that has a cotorriza, would you rather? And it's like very bad, <laughs> like the adult version of it. And it's, mm. But say, if it was up to you, you know what, Michelle? Okay. This is, you have a this plan with 20 players. They are playing in Cruz Azul, America, Tigres, Monterrey, um, Santos, Leon, no Chivas, Leon. Leon. ¿Quién es Leon? I know, I know they're 
reaction. No, they're, good. they're good. They're good. Okay. So if, if they were like, okay, you have these players, right? They're doing, they're, they're stars in their team, but each player has a chance to go play in Europe. In Spain, Italy, you know, the Premier, it can be yeah. the champions like in, in uh, England, um, Germany. And they're like, okay, these players can go and stay in Mexico and continue to be stars. And, they, you know, they'll continue to have a secure spot in the selection or se van a esos equipos donde son de media tabla para abajo, like, I mean, you mentioned 1960, yeah. or one of the 1860, or el este Salamanca de, de España. If they were like, they were to ask you, okay, what would you do? Would you take those 20 players out of the Mexico and put them in an uncomfortable situation where they really have to compete in not the best, you know, situations they're currently in? Right. Yeah, adaptarse or let them stay in the comfort zone in Mexico? Yeah, I mean, you're asking me if I would pick... A B team or A team, essentially, right? Like pick, yeah. pick what's the, what would, you, what would you say is the best for them? Like say the ceiling, the glass ceiling for the players in Mexico, like in the league, yeah. mm -hmm. would just be this high. Pero estos, you're coming a little lower, but because of, you know, the people can see you play. Yeah. Like si le echas ganas, te va a contratar un equipo más arriba. What would you rather do? I mean, in perfect world, I would like a mixture of both but i mean i think the argument that you're trying to make that i hear a lot from people that defend the u.s men's national youth mm -hmm. is that we don't have a lot of players in europe mm -hmm. and all of them are like in la selección in la liga mx and i i get that argument but I, I mean, I don't really, I don't know. I would just do a mixture of things. Like mm -hmm. I get the argument and I get what you're trying to tell me, but I don't know. I just, I would want a mixture. I want, mm -hmm. I would want to pick and choose to see who guys, who wears their, the t-shirt on their sleeve and who doesn't because you do need those high big names because if not, then you get the argument. Well, you don't have enough players that play in top leagues. Like mm -hmm. Your, your system's not working. Look at the U S they have three players that play in Europe and mm -hmm. their system's working, which essentially they only have a handful of players, mm -hmm. not in, you know, I mean, there's always going to be the comparison part. So right. That's why it's like, oh, it's, right. I mean, substantially big, but all. I, think, I do think they're doing a, a good job, mm -hmm. a better job than they were a few years ago when it comes to the academy. I mean, he's on this, salió Rogelio Funes Mori de FC Dallas, you know, him and his brother. And, you know, he was able, able to excel his skills and go to Liga Mekis and look at him now, right? Um, you know, you ha do have the, They are doing that, right? But if you're telling me what do I want to do for a selección, I mean, I would want my top players. And hopefully my my plan works. That works. What would you do, Koke? Uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to think about that because, you know, we're, we're talking about what would we do with like this mass group of people when it, and I think it's more of an individual case-by-case -case basis. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the times um, it's easier for uh for players especially from mexico to uh choose the monetary side mm -hmm. and the comfort side versus going to play on una de segunda in in uh in spain or england or germany and because you 
you lose a lot. You lose the comfort and you struggle and you're competing at this at this really high level in a place you're not comfortable in, in, in a different language. So I've seen in the past um, a lot of players that have that have jumped to 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 a side a side a B side in uh, in, in España or mm-hmm. or um, yeah in España and they, they've struggled and they've ended up coming back. Like I can think of you know Omarcito Bravo had 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 his little stint in La Coruña, came back and I know Torrado was Torrado. there for a while and he came back. Um, el, 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 y Pelitoni, oh, I forgot the name of the team. I can I can remember right now. It's like a weird name. Yeah. He played for Racing and then Sevilla. Yeah. Ejido y Ejido Deportivo, something like that. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, but a lot, some players have tried it. They've tried La Ventura and uh, they, for, for whatever reason, you know, they, they, they don't get those minutes. They don't get that continuity and they kind of start getting maybe uh, they lose that, they lose that continuity in that practice and that, that, especially if you're delantero, a delantero feeds off of goals it's really tough to just compete and practice and then right. get, get expected to be called to the right. selección and then scoring in the selección. It just doesn't happen that way. So I, w- I personally would hope that more Mexican players would, would uh, say, fuck it, let's go. I want to like, let's give it a shot and like really, really try and for an extended period of time. But uh, I know that that's easy for me to say sitting in a podcast and, right. and not, that's not my career. You know what I'm saying? They're they're worried about their families and uh, and and making money at the end of the day. Um, so it's it's tough. It's a tough question. You too. Yeah, I would I would get on the, each player and be like, okay, you know what? Let's study your physical aspect, and then from that we can start. Let's work on your physical, your mental, and your mindfulness. And then get you in a place where you're good physically, whether you stay here or whether you go to Europe. But at least when you go to Europe, vas a llegar listo para competir y no vas y para competir por un puesto y empezar y no vas a llegar a no pues a ver qué qué se encuentra ya. Mm-hmm. O sea, you're gonna, you, you you know give them a plan, okay? Do this, do this, do that. You know, so get get examples of what has done, what has happened with other players. Right. I mean, get for example, Guardado desde que llegó, he la rompió con el, la Coruña, el, el, el Principito, yeah. en Valencia, y luego en Bayern, Leverkusen, y luego en el Betis, ha estado ahí por un buen tiempo. So, and then we see someone like Linus that everybody was like saying, oh, he's too young to go to Europe. He went, he struggled, he continues right. to struggle. But he continues to push himself and he continues to get better. Right. So that's making him, you know, it's better for us because he's, you know, you see him different. His physical aspect is different. But I would always go individual, like you say, big case by case. I just try to see what what could be something that can be enhanced. Right. And then from that, you can determine, okay, maybe if his, his best fit is to stay in Mexico or his best fit is to be out. But I, there are some players that I feel like they should already be thinking about going to Europe, you know, and not staying in Mexico porque se se van a a mal acostumbrar. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Córdoba. Córdoba. Yeah. Este mm-hmm. Jorge Sánchez, yeah. Romo, mm-hmm. Alvarado from Cruz Azul mm-hmm. should have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Um Henry Martin is mm-hmm. another one I should go. Este like say este Montes, el este Chapito, he should have been in Europe, yeah. you know. Right. There's a lot of players that feel like Mr. Boat. Uh, Mr. Boat. 
And a lot of bridges, maybe not their fault. It was just the team. That the circumstance. The circumstance. Yeah. yeah, they have all, I mean, <laughs> coming back, let's talk about players that are staying and leaving. You know, yeah. it's, it all depends on how you negotiated your contract, how your agent negotiates mm -hmm. your contract. There's a lot of factors that come and, into play. And then, and then you're able to decide. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, you want these players to go out to Europe because like Europe is token of soccer. Mm -hmm. That's where you want to end up. Everyone, it's the big leagues. Right? Yeah. And then, and then, the rest is history. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you have you have a point. I mean, I would want them to go. But I also think that there's a lot of talent within the Mexican and La Liguilla. Like there, and then there's a lot of overlooked talent as well. Like mm -hmm. we've seen cases where, you know, they call up players that are older and they do such a good job. But they're already like they've already in towards the end of their career yeah they're in the and twilight not, right and you're not able to enjoy them um you know what one person that i did see struggle a little bit and you know it wasn't all his fault why mexico lost in my opinion but um ochoa ochoa has been struggled i saw him with america this last mm. la, you know uh, this last weekend is it the weekend already? I don't even know. Um, I, I, Almost, <laughs> but yeah, I saw him, and and you can tell, like you know, we they really need to start thinking about maybe having yeah. his replacement because oh, sure. maybe he's just mentally fatigued too. Because you yeah. know, this guy went to all tournaments as well yeah. throughout the summer, plays with his club, plays with La Selección, so it could be that too. Do I know? I don't. I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. Yeah, my thoughts on Ochoa is uh, thank you. Thank you for everything you've done. You are amazing goalkeeper. You have a legendary career. But as far as the national team, it's time to to give other players that, that opportunity. Would you wait after the World Cup or before the World Cup? No, I would start now, dude. <laughs> yeah, because Ochoa is... Acevedo. Possibly. I think if you want to make that change, it has to be with Acevedo. Yeah. I, I, if you it has to be between two of them. I wouldn't take Ochoa completely out. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I, I want him to be Acevedo. I want him to be in the squad yeah. for his leadership and his experience, mm -hmm. but give someone else that, that right. starting position and, and, and have, have them get those reps and that experience and before the World Cup. I mean, we're a year away. Acevedo has that that thing que es selección. Like right. You can see it from from, you can smell it. <laughs> and there's players that can no son no son the selection. Like Talavera is a good player for this club, but not for the national team. Yeah, something este, happens with him. Yeah, este el único corona, maybe. But I think Acevedo needs to be in the next call up. Hopefully he comes mm -hmm. to Hopefully. Off. Yeah. So but yeah, talking about the, the years yeah, to domestic. Yeah, I wanna yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. So players who are staying, players who are staying. You want me to tell you how players who are staying? Please. Julian Cascante, Musa Gite, Cecilio Dominguez, Sebastian Driussi, Diego Fagundes, Mackenzie Gaines, John Gallagher, Danny Hausen. Hausen. I don't know. Hausen. I am sorry, Danny. <laughs> I don't know either. Hector Jimenez, Zan Komanich, Nick Lima, Daniel Pereira, Tomás Pochettino, Rodney Redes, Johan Romagna, Ulises Seguro, Brad Stuber, Andrew Tarbell, Ewan Wolf. Oh, and Wolf to me, that was a surprise. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, look, I saw that he, you know, when they signed him, they, he, I mean, he signed a contract. Now what, you know, he's under contract, when, right? Okay. And then people who are also staying, Freddie Kleeman, Will Polisic, 
Shout out. And Alex Ring. All right. And he's here are the players who got sacked. Kekuta Mane. Oof. Aaron Schoenfield. Oh, my God. I'm so bad. Brady Scott. Never heard of him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Aiden Stanley. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. right. uh, Jared Strout and Ben Sweat. And then guys who went back to their clubs. Sebastian Berhalter and Manny Perez. Okay. So Manny let's Perez talk about the people who got sacked. Where was, where was, uh, where Portland. did he come from? Portland, right? Timbers. And then Berhalter from Columbus Crew. Columbus. Um, so most surprising, more surprising sec. If you need to see the list, go right yeah. ahead. Let me, let me take a look at this list here. There's a lot of names that were said. From the players <laughs> I start, I think I'm, I'm good with most of them. The one that I'm still, hopefully he gets to redeem himself, Rodney Redes. Oh and I think he had said something last time that okay, it, it could be the timing, it could be him. I you know, not yeah. pero este he need, he needs um he he's gonna need every everything possible on his side que se alimento los los astros para que tenga una buena temporada. Yeah, he needs to have a hell of a comeback season. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I, I, I think um, a los jugadores le cuesta adaptarse a la liga de MLS. No sé si sea eso. Um, but Ronnie Red has he's been playing in MLS before, hasn't he? Or where did mm -mm. he come from? Mm -mm. Uh, Gurunay. Oh, okay. So he's from Paraguay. Paraguay. Uh, he came here. Um, Austin FC's first signing. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean, he's under contract, which is why, you know, he's not gone because they can't get rid of him. Right. So if he was like a no brainer. But I'm yeah. kind of sad about uh, Kakuta uh, Mane. Mane. He, 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 he never had a lot of precision. Yeah. Pero entraba con recién. And um, from what I've read about him is he was like a total personality, like as far as his relation with, mm -hmm. uh, with the community and the media and everything. So you could tell that his heart was really in it. And I know Michelle, you could probably uh, speak a little bit more as you've had a little bit more FaceTime and experience with him, but it's tough to see someone like that go, but all you can do is wish them the best. And you know, at the end of the day, it's business and uh, they make the decisions for a reason. You do. What was your more surprising cut? I would say Berhalter. Yeah. Uh, that's one that, I thought he was going to be kind of like the plan of him being, you know, the face of the team in the future. That's what it felt like. Sure. Uh, pero no, I, no, no, ¿cómo se llama? Le faltó. Like. You and my brother said the same thing. I thought he had a solid season. I didn't think it was his best season. I hadn't seen him mm -hmm. play before. I thought that when he came in, it wasn't horrible, mm -hmm. especially when Daniel Danny Pereira was injured. injured. Yeah. I thought he did an okay job, especially right next to Alex Ring. I think the stronger one is with Pereira, Alex Ring and Pereira. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised, but I was mostly like oh, most shocked um, with Kikutamane. Kikutamane. I did. I felt, you know, personally. Aust part of Austin's heart. Yes. When for sure. he, he he put on for his city and mm -hmm. 
you know, the one time that I did talk to him because um, it wasn't a lot because mm-hmm. he wouldn't get, you know, they the Austin FC has a designated player that talks to media after the game. Right. So the game that I spoke to him was uh, Tigres game when mm-hmm. he um, played. I think it was his first minutes. And I thought his performance was okay overall but i think he also felt the same way he talked about how he couldn't get a rhythm going or where he couldn't like integrate well with the team like he would just do too much and he would kind of get lost you know um so he talked about working on that and it seemed like he always had a lot of potential but he was just not the right fit for the team unfortunately este Dominguez, he's staying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dominguez is... So of, everybody, sit down. Sit down, <laughs> Dominguez haters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dominguez kidding. ended up... Uh, I always, I've always felt like Dominguez is, is good coming from the bench. Yeah. Um, he comes more relaxed. He doesn't... I, I don't think... Like, he doesn't really have the leadership skills that people wanted him to do. I mean, for being a DP... Sure. And I understand, you know, some players come out good from, from you know, from the bench. Like in America, like La Mataba cuando entraba de, de banca. And he has that, like, starting the game, his mindset is a lot different than when he comes from the bench. And those, game, those games that he came in, you know, it was completely different. Cecilio, más calmado, más, entró más entonado. Um, and we saw more of him. And let's say in the in those thirty minutes that he played coming in, then the ninety players he will be playing the whole game sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also like, yes, you want to put a player in the hot seat, but you also have to know and be um, like aware of what your player can do for you and what time. Right. And Cecilio, his time was probably aguantar hasta el, que necesitas algo diferente. Yeah. What about you? Your thoughts on Cecilio? Uh, it's kind of a love-hate relationship with Cecilio. Um, I see in many, most of the games that I saw him, uh, he was many times the most dangerous, one of the more dangerous players. Creaba muchas situaciones de gol, pero al anotar, como que no era contundente. And I think the, the stuff that rubs me, and I know a lot of fans the wrong way, is kind of the like a lot of the theatrics behind it, but that goes more into, uh, I think st- style styles of soccer. So maybe I was gonna say. it goes into yeah. style. So I understand it. It's just not my favorite thing to see and to, uh, and to have, sometimes it can help you. Sometimes it, it, th- it threw the team off a little bit. It, it kind of sh- shook the concentration yeah. during a counter or something like that. When he's like on the floor rolling around. Um, I just hope for next season, uh, you know, it seems like uh, Wolf and and Austin FC are, are are backing him and kind of giving him that confidence to uh, to continue and grow. Ojalá que que si se pongan las pilas y empiezan a notar goles, because he has a crazy potential. He's he's a he's a great he, he's a talented player, and I, I just want to see like everybody else him score goals for Austin FC. Yeah, see that's the thing about Cecilio that. I will give him that. Wolf didn't play him in the position that he mm. was used to playing. Right, right. He's used so to playing more of a, never, like, out of the wing, right? Yeah, he was never a nine. So for people, a lot, I understand when fans are like, you know, he sucks, he can't score. But yeah, he was but never meant to yeah. 
to play the position that he was told to play, right. you know, yeah. and, and it made him uncomfortable. And I'm sure he was unhappy with, and you could tell in some of the games that even Jorge brought it up, um, that, you know, he was unhappy probably in certain decisions that mm-hmm. Wolf did for him. So I just expect for him, for Wolf next season to use him correctly and to get those players that are that he's able to help so they can score. And yes, he is there to score, but he's there mostly to create those plays. To create an assist. I think that's yes. also a huge part that if you can have players that can score, but you don't have a player that can poner el pase. And right. I think Wolf should gear towards like, hey, no seas, que no sea el referente él en la, en la, en la parte de definir. Deja que sea, que este, que este digite. Mm-hmm. Let Cecilio be more of a creator, like you said. Right. Hace el pase y, y un centro, pero deja que el digite hace el que entre y cañonazo. Pues sí, así um, que sí. I'm sure he'll be happy. He'll be better. And then one thing is, like Cecilio was out of position because they were trying to fill in gaps for in, from injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we had a good amount of injuries, especially in the summer. So he had to cover that, you know, and it was mm-hmm. tough. I mean, he came, he came in, he was uncomfortable. Now he already knows how uncomfortable everything can get. But right. we saw more of the, you know, what what could be in the future for the team towards the end when Drusy was healthy, Fagundes was healthy. Right. You know, the switch of, you know, start, instead of doing a 4-3-3, doing a 4-2-3-1, that helped ring. Mm-hmm. Not be the only one out there hustling in the middle. Right. And then Danny Pereira, that was good. Um, Gallagher, uh, Gallagher needs more playing time. Yeah. And Gallagher, I think he's a solid My player. My wife would love that. <laughs> <laughs> His wife more would playing love time. that. Oh. Sheesh. Oh, man. Well, shout out. Uh, Gallagher, you know, before this came out, me and my brother were talking. So he he does, me and him are the, you know, my consultant. Have you started about a podcast? <laughs> I know, right? And then talks with Michelle. I know, right? I, I need we'll to. We'll produce it and record it. Oh, perfect. And show up with okay, me. I'll just show up and yeah. talk and bye. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. But we were talking about, and I was like, who would you keep, bro? And I was like, Ugh. you know, me. I, unfortunately, Gallagher, I mean, Strout had one good game. Yeah, yeah. Scored one goal. And that was it. We had two Gallag- good games. <laughs> Arguably. Some would argue. Look, like, I, I like Jared Stroud. He he was good. He's a great sport. When he talked to media, very great and everything. But I just didn't think he was the right fit for the club. Um, I, I think who beat him out was um, Gallagher, possibly. Um, but at least with, between the conversation that I had with my brother. Um, but I wasn't too surprised that he was... Unfortunately, like cut. But according to this press release that I have here for y'all, this they're still having, you know, conversations with the guys that were, sorry, I'm translating this in English in my head because it's in Spanish, that their contracts were denied basically with the team. So maybe we'll, we will see some of these guys back. I don't know. Maybe they'll try to renegotiate for a cheaper price. I don't know. I don't know how mm-hmm. that works. Right. So, um, so maybe you won't see the last of Jared Stroud. 
we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna the allocation is part of the you know talks and money. Que cuta money. I, yeah. It's hard. They don't like, really say. I think for me is uh, you like say either between Stroud or Mane. I, I would I would keep Mane because you can. There's something about Mane that helped DGT acclimate to the team. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't because of Mane, yes. I, I hope yeah. I would have thought that DGT would have had a, a, a little more of a rough time adjusting. For sure. He came in with fire. DGT came, him and Druzy, they came in ready to go. But Mane was kind of key to helping him adapt right. to the team just because so, of uh, even, even just a language thing. I think he was the only one that spoke French. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they knew each other back too from, you know. Yeah, all that stuff helps adapting mm-hmm. to a new league quickly, the way the way Digit did. Yeah. And it sucks, you know, uh, that's another kind of off the, out of the, the, the field impact that a player like, like might have had. So it's kind of sad to see him go. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, and I ask this because I have thoughts on, on, uh, on Julio Cascante. I hated the way he played in the beginning i like the way he finished the season mm-hmm. he won me over i won was very over. doubtful um about him but i can see what he what he can do and he reminds me of kind of like a borghetti okay borghetti maybe that's too much of pat in the back. I'm just kidding. No, but he, the reason I said that is because I cannot, you know, Borghetti, that, you know, y'all yeah, yeah, know. He's got the header. Yeah, the he's header. The header Beautiful. On. So he's been able to do many, many, many headers. Set pieces, yeah. yeah. He's, he, he's critical, like, yeah. in the box. Right. So a lot of his goals were headers. And so in the box, you know, he's a tall guy. We benefit from that. So he won me over. I think... That the guy does, you know, he he's he. Then there needs to be another center back. We, but, we need a yeah, center especially back. after Bester, we need a center back. which, by the way, now we're gonna say I'll tell you after uh, off off camera. But Uh-oh. we have some scoop on, you know, like <gasps> oh. when was that decided? Oh, and, wow. uh, Tell yeah, me more. That's the other thing I got. That, that content is only for our premium subscribers. Yeah, <laughs> after dark. Subscribe to el, el cómo se llama Vimeo or este. give him your Venmo and just send him the clip. But um, now we do need another one, especially after yeah. that retirement. We yeah. need at least two more. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think Julio Cascante, he won me over. What about you? I feel like you had some feelings about. Nah, he was good. I, I think at the beginning he was also like questionable. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I mean, his baby was born kind of like when we were starting the the preseason. And I, I heard it from the guys from Top Flight. They might be right. They might be wrong. Sure. But that's my source. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, I mean, his baby is, I think he, he was, just turned one because he was recommending or asking for a photographer. I didn't know. I didn't know you. You did photography. I don't know how I missed that. So I recommend. I don't know how do photography either. There's two things Richie doesn't do, man. He's he's a man of he's jack of all trades. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So so yes, it is around the you know time, so, but um. Yeah, I think it was a little concentration here and there, but he came in and and that helped out like him and Romagna. They both improved and. We got scored on, of course, yes. Everybody's going to say, we got scored on four goals each game, and this and that. I don't care what you say. <laughs> but a lot of it is the combination of the two centers and how they talk to each other, mm-hmm. and especially the communication you have 
with from the goalie and also from the midfield. Right. That's key. Right. And you can tell that the communication from the goalie to those two centers in the midfield was not broken. Mm-hmm. Because and it's something that si no está si no está si no se ha roto o quebrado, ¿para qué lo quieres arreglar? Yeah. If it's not broken, why fix it? Right. Communication is key. And, a, and especially in that area where, you know, something can happen, pase, pase, te meten gol. And, and a lot of that, I, I feel like they can adjust and look at, okay, you know what, what can we do now in the positioning part? Right. You know, who can cover this position, position in case este Romagna or Cagascante come out of, of position, who can come in and cover that? And a lot of that can be adjusted in training. Mm-hmm. A lot of that can be adjusted in the preseason. Um, but I, I do like how him and Romagna and Cascante were able to communicate, and I helped each other get better. Yeah. I, I, th- I think Romagna, he needs to, he's very slow for me, so he needs to work on his conditioning and speed. Dude's got a big body. He has a True. big body. He's a big man. He's a but big I dude. need you to run a little harder. I'm yeah, for sure. Says, he, says the one that sits down. He, he, <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting here like you need a run. Go that way. Do He's he's big, but there was just some plays that they would beat him so easily because yeah. he's just such a big guy, um, you know. And I, I'm sure. For sure. I, I think sometimes certain bodies don't. They're not helpful for the sport. Maybe maybe he's My just body, dude. <laughs> maybe he's just too big. Yeah. Maybe he. That's something that he's working. On, on the offseason, hopefully, you know, getting that speed up because, you know, it was very visible. And he's with in Colombia right now with a girlfriend. So, okay, so think he's, he's no, sure. no, he's eating the arepas, he's eating a good cumbia. The only reason I know is because of his Instagram. Dude, I need to follow all these players on Instagram and. <laughs> Like saying, why aren't you training? No, I'm kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> nah, they they have lives too. Yeah. You gotta re- we, we gotta respect that. Not everyone is, is not everyone is insane <laughs> like Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, not everyone is like putting in the work when everyone else is right. in vacation. Serious players will, and you know, yeah, that's that for comes sure. with everything. And with Julio Julio Cascante, you know, I brought it up. Um, for me, he was like the most like hot and cold player. In in a single game, he can have a mistake where you're scratching your head and you're like, why did you fucking do that? And he can score a goal. So you're like, okay, it evens, it yeah. evens out. Hopefully, yeah. he, hopefully that he, he gets more consistent. Cause uh, I love his presence in the box. Like you were mentioning, a lot of his goals came from that. And just based on his reactions, like when he would mess up or when he would do well, you can tell that he really cares about the team, at least it, it was visible from yeah. from his um, demeanor. The team, the fans, the teams, and the yeah. fans. So when you see a guy like that, you you want him to succeed. And when you saw when you see the arc that happened from the beginning to the end of the season, it's promising and, and it makes you feel good. It makes yeah. you want to root for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, one player that I want to see more of is Owen Wolf. You know what? Honestly, he's like 16 years old. Put him on the, you know, 17 years old. He's Messi was 17. Too. That's good. Yeah. I think it's always tough. Uh, you know, he he's um, the coach's son. Yeah. Yes. So, and a lot of people have an issue with that. Um, yeah. What do you that think I see about on that? social media. Look, whenever Wolf. And I'm saying, quoting Wolf, um, well, paraphrasing. And I quote. 
And I Isito. <laughs> Isito Afuaf. He said he needs to earn his spot for the big team. Well, you know, him, you know, he does need to earn his spot, but being the coach's son comes with so much pressure for that little kid. Mm. And I call him little kid because I'm almost 30. So I'm sorry. So, you know, he, you know, he's going to get criticized, but so he needs to really, if he wants to play for the big team, he really needs to wolf and, and his son. Mm -hmm. And I know he's, he's his dad, but he's his coach first. He really needs that. He has that extra pressure to prove why he needs to be in the big team. Um, and so, and I hope Wolf doesn't just hand him something, which I'm sure he probably isn't, but I hope we get to see yeah. him in the preseason and see why Austin FC signed him as the first homegrown player, mm. which, you know, Technically, he is, but in all technicalities, he's not from Austin. But you know, there was a lot of questions there was a lot of questions with, and with him. I mean, but I, it's all technical stuff from yeah. the MLS, and I don't know how that works either. Mira, if si le va bien a él, nos va bien a todos. That, that's what I would say. Right. If you know, if everything goes well for him, it's gonna go well for everyone. No. So I think at the end of the day, it's just you know, I want him to have fun, enjoy his career, but also know that like. Hey, we get with great, you know, success comes great responsibility. Okay, easy. Yeah, Yeah, and and his his dad was a really great player. Um, yeah, my dad actually, when you know Josh Wolf got signed, he was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I, I liked him. Like, he's like, mm -hmm. I like the way he played for the U.S. Men's National Team, and mm -hmm. he's actually gonna. He he was nominated to get into the Hall of Fame, you know, where players get inducted here in Frisco and, mm -hmm. you know, big names or whatever. So he was selected as one of the candidates. I don't know if he's going to make that list, you know, because they only pick like five or something like that. But, you know, so he, Owen Wolf, Little Wolf, as they call him, has a lot of pressure, pressure. Um, and hey, a lot wolf. to live or, you know, when the little wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really wish him the best. Uh, I'm not going to lie. The first time I saw him play, I I, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, that's the that's coach's son. I, I, I probably heckled him a little bit because he was on my sideline. And uh, that's kind of messed up now thinking that he's a 17-year-old getting, getting his start. No, not so much, but I'm like, you know, oh, daddy's daddy's boy's playing on the team. Okay. Hey, it's okay. not, you're fine, you're fine. But, you know, if you go to Argentina, if you yeah. go to Mexico, yeah. if you go to any, Europe even. Yeah. yeah, I was having fun. I was having fun. But putting, fun. putting myself... In, in, in the shoes of, uh, of, of what is, what is it like to be the coach's son? You have, you have everyone doubting you, everyone thinking that you got these things handed to you. And then you deal with the pressures of just being a regular player. You deal with the pressures of being the youngest player on the squad. One of the youngest or probably the youngest. And then having your dad as a coach, like that's a lot of thing. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of sports where I've seen sons play underneath their dads, it's, it's, it hasn't worked out too much until they've branched out into a different team i mean look at toronto daddy and son are back together true Bradley. oh those bradley's that's a different story so now like we don't I mean do you already know who's gonna come in or who are they thinking of bringing in i 
have no clue, but I hope someone from Liga Mekis. We need a center back. I, I've seen rumors only. I, I rumors. don't know. I don't. I wish I had this exclusive access. Like it was just like, hey, Michelle. No. You know what? I was listening to other podcasts uh, and talking about who they hope to that gets brought in and it was funny because their reaction was like opposite of yours like it was very well I hope it's someone domestic and um, someone that knows the league and that doesn't cost an arm and a leg and I'm like yeah but you need to spend (sighs) an arm and a leg on a defender you need you need you need you need the zebra money and you need to put in a little bit of capital and and the money looking outside of the the MLS is not a bad thing man come on like I just I see. I see why they're saying that because here in the MLS you don't spend that type of money, right? Right? Because it's the MLS. That's that's the argument that I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the argument not, I hear too. I'm not defending it. I sure. Do I agree? I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't. But yeah, I mean, like I, talking about another thing. I, I think there's a big um, miss when it comes to. Um, where I come from, my raices, I think not having a representation of me as a Mexican or having a Mexican player on the pitch, I think it's a big misconnection with me personally. And mm-hmm. I, I can say hopefully safely that maybe with other Hispanic Mexicans that follow Liga Mekis, when you don't have someone who's a, who you're able to connect with on the field I like the guys I, 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 I love every I grayer player um, grayer but I, I'm not Paraguayan <laughs> I, I'm not from Argentina you know I am Mexican American but I I don't know I just feel like there's some um, something something missing, missing. Yeah. I, I feel the same in, in my in my opinion but that's yeah I, th- I, lo- I love the guys I love the squad I love the diversity in the team currently but it could always be better, man. That could always bring someone, of course, someone from from Mexico that um, that will just kind of resound a little bit more with us as fans, um, and just kind of back the Austin Austin soccer community because you know you look around the city and there's always that argument of uh, what are Austin's roots and what is that character and how is it changing and with um, with what we're seeing now, this kind of quick quick growth mm-hmm. are we losing that so with the team like i see right now um and depending on the signings that happen in this next season i think you can make an argument that yeah we are kind of losing that we have like this hidden you've spoke about it before richie we have this hidden uh, monster this hidden this hidden voice of the latino community the mexican-american community here in austin and that it's just it just needs um that microphone it just needs that that push and having a player of, of Mexican descent on, on, on the Austin FC team, I think would be uh would be something special, special. that we can all connect with. Mm-hmm. Who would you bring? That's a big question. <laughs> right. That's a big question. That's a big question. Give me three players. Okay? <laughs> You're asking get them while, too much. Get them, get, okay. <laughs> the reason why three players give me like, okay, this is your dream. This is your, okay, this guy right here has potential. You're going to have to start off. I start off. I could yeah. say, for me, <laughs> I already know who you're gonna say who. You're probably gonna say Layun, not Layun. Or you're gonna say uh, Pablo Aguilar, not Pablo Aguilar. Okay, I mean, we already got we already got wingers. We already got carrileros. Okay, okay. So Never mind. Put me wrong, Richie. Um, for for my hope to bring in, yep, it would be Salcedo. 
just because he will have something different that the team needs. Y es yeah. como que más garra. He has that cuando quiere. Uh, de que, okay, puede, you know, good level and, and someone that can be achievable. Diego Reyes, I think he's still young, 30 years old. He can still bring in some, you know, experience from Europe. And the one that you got to get him while it's hot is the Ared Ortega. Mm-hmm. The one that played in, in uh, and he plays for, for Toluca. He, had, he might be coming to Austin. He might be on the, on the, yeah. on the list. I was trying to, I was trying to see, I, I know, y'all know Kako probably, right? I yeah. Know he, I saw him, you know, tweeting. Kako, a, saludos. Yeah. Saludos. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he say? It's the Vincent Johnson, I think. I, I believe they were after, there were rumors that they were after him. Vincent Um, last season as well. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Um, I don't know. To me, we... I would have loved for, and I still. Well, more so like in the defense part, at least. That's Hector Moreno, need. to me, would have been awesome if he would have came. True. He wanted to come. They didn't want to pay the money. Yeah, that would have been a great, great signing. And in a position that would be perfect right. for us, what we need right now, center back. Right. Um, yeah, players like that, like Diego Reyes, I'm not too sure about his like um, current performance but mm-hmm. with his experience i can see him being a valuable asset um yeah one thing that you touched on richie is um uh salcedo bringing that personality bringing that that f- ferociousness mm-hmm. and it's something that um i know some players in austin fc has but um it just doesn't translate a little bit when i watch the games mm-hmm. like i can see diego diego fagundes having that Sass, you know, like he's really like going after it, but mm-hmm. um, a player like Sarcelo would bring that, <laughs> would bring, <laughs> would bring that in a different way. Uh, sometimes a little bit too much, as we've seen with La Selección, he's kind of a little off. Yeah. Um, but uh, it would be exciting to see a player like that come to uh, Austin FC. I don't know. Who are your thoughts, Michelle? I don't know. There's a few good players that I've seen um, from Pumas. Um, mm-hmm. that, that would be nice. You know, there's just so much talent that I think that we're probably going to see as well come Wednesday, next Wednesday, (laughs) that Wolf said that he was going to also look at. Um, He wasn't going to count them out. So there's a lot of young players that we may not be thinking about. Yeah. That, you know. Now, was this on purpose so they can scout players? Bajito la mano? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think it's good for uh, that we're in Texas and that we're in Austin. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's hard for me to say who would who would I want here because all the guys that I am fan of are very impossible to get here. Yeah, a little unattainable. Yeah, yeah. but right. because it is about the money issue. But I mean, we got Yeti. Yeti, right. Yeti got our back. <laughs> <laughs> With the amount they charge us for uh, coolers, I think they could afford. Yeah, three hundred <laughs> for a cooler. That's like three times, you know. Three hundred for a cooler. Yeah. Oh wow! I was gonna say seventy dollars. Hombre, that's seventy dollars right there. <laughs> oh my! Yeah. Shout out to Yeti. No, what's funny? What's funny about Yeti and probably all brands? Um, you look at a cooler, you're like. This one's 300 bucks. This same exact cooler is 500 bucks. 
Why? Oh, it has a UT emblem on it. Oh, <laughs> okay. <Yep. laughs> Hook them. It's crazy. Right. <laughs> it's so, crazy. Now let's talk about the community aspect. Um, one thing that, that we see that the team actually started doing pretty good is connecting with their fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they gave a lot of opportunities to artists, to, you know, Los Verdes, behind us oh (laughs) shout out out. and one thing that i really liked is how they they brought in so many opportunities for so many different types of people um and the one thing that we mentioned earlier is that yes it was there and the fans part but there was still something missing and i feel like it could be the connection from with from with the team and and the latinos um, it just felt like there was something there that they were, they actually were able to fix towards the end. Like when they did Los Muertos, when they did that video, um, and, and I mean, Selena, you know, being in that, in that Tifo, Tifo, um, half of the songs are in Spanish, but they're from Los Verdes, but I still feel like there's probably something there that we're missing. And I think like you were saying, the player could be the the one thing that gives us that voice in the field. Right. Um, that makes us more feel like our home. I mean, it's already our home, but if it makes us feel like, you know what, faltó esa salsa para que pique bueno taco. Right, right, right. Because when when Mexico comes, that's home's going to be there, even if mm-hmm. the top 11 players aren't there, right? The mm-hmm. home's going to be there. They're, gonna, they're, rep- they're there to represent us, right? Um but what I think you're telling me is that you feel a disconnect with the team. In some aspects, yes. I think there should be a Twitter account, a social media in Spanish mm-hmm. for the amount of people that we have yeah. in, in Austin. I think there should be, and actually we can mix communications and community here. Also, they should have a podcast or something mm-hmm. that people can hear in Spanish from the team. Mm-hmm. That's something that is pretty attainable and achievable and it's quick like look at us right here yeah hint hint shut up hey if we do it would you be down yes of course um so i I think there's something missing and especially in the in the spanish part they're doing good things they're doing good they're adjusting and they're a new team as well i mean nothing's gonna be perfect but i feel like there's something missing that it's it should be more like not just oh you know what we have a, a, a social media and we're going to post pictures like a little more depth like for example when was the last time we heard Cecilio talk in Spanish in social media like we do see him in pictures here and there that's fine yeah or Fagundes Cascante I mean do you know Cascante speaks Spanish do you know Romaya speaks Spanish but when, when was the last time you heard his voice when was the last time you heard their voice in a place where they can talk more about themselves towards the fans do you know Tomas sings did you know that? No. Like he's a singer. Like he sings and he has a beautiful voice. Tomas Pochettino. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yes. I thought you were saying like Tomas sings. I'm like, I've never heard of that person. <laughs> never heard of him. My <laughs> bad. Come over here. I'm over here thinking you're like, wait, what did I I literally heard him keep up with everything? My bad. Foto Pochettino sings. So something like that could be an opportunity, you know? Right, 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 right. Like what do you guys think? You could hang out with the crowd and sing to them. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. I don't know. You, you, I, I hear you. I want to hear mm-hmm. your thoughts. Do you feel the same or no? 
Uh, I feel not entirely the same, but I hear I hear what Rishi's saying. So for me, I, I've seen I've seen the effort made by Austin FC to really uh, connect with the Latino community um, from little things such as you know just some of the the ways that the the team has communicated on social media and like kind of the 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 language on on like even the jerseys it says you know verdes or los verdes um so i i see the intent to connect and with um different types of events that they've made like the other the other muertos they had a, they had an event um at the stadium uh but i do agree with richie that the at the end of the day i think what would most resonate with with us as fans is if you uh celebrated the Latinos on your team and gave them the chance to uh, celebrate their identity and help you connect. It, it, it would go a long ways to help you connect hearing, hearing these players speak in their language and talk about their backgrounds and stuff. So maybe it's just something that I've, I've missed, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it like Richie was saying. So maybe something that, that, that could be worked on and that I think it would, it, it would help everybody feel a little bit more uh, like, Oh yeah, it's equipos de nosotros. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, you know, I I see the effort that they're doing. I'm with you. I've talked to them mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. I've talked to them about having a platform dedicated to like I work in Spanish media. Mm -hmm. I talked to them about um having a Twitter dedicated to only your Spanish, you know, audience. Like LA Galaxy has one. Um, many other teams, I think San Jose may have one. Um, I, I, I did a, actually a word doc to see who has them. It's a handful of teams. Not every team mm -hmm. does it. Because here in the United States, bilingual is a thing, right? So from my understanding, I believe that they are trying to do the bilingual stuff. Mm -hmm. So they want to have everything in one platform. And if they're going to have a, you know, um, press release, they're going to have it in English, but they're also going to have it in Spanish right. or they're going to tweet in English and they're going to tweet in Spanish. Mm -hmm. I, in my, me personally, I think that that's great, but I do think that everything should be dedicated to something else. I think if they are going to do this bilingual stuff, then they should do it for every post that, mm -hmm isn't necessarily true that they do for every post, right? Or if you're going to do bilingual, then put in some words in Spanish, right? In one post, like, you know, we miss ya, nos extrañamos, like yeah. you know, hashtag, and then just one picture, mm -hmm. right? Um, because I'm scared that embracing the Hispanic culture, the Mexican culture, is going to backfire if you don't do everything in its entirety, then you're kind of appropriating my word, right? You're appropriating what my culture means and you, 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 it's fine if you embrace it, but if you don't do it a hundred percent, like el grito de la independencia, I heard nothing, you know, and it's a big deal. Like you have a grito right here at the Capitol, you know, and for them to not to even tweet something to me was a little offensive in a way, because I'm not saying the majority of people are, Mexicans or Hispanic that go to the soccer game. But if you are going to use a language or Tex-Mex or Spanglish or just Spanish in general with, with, with your marketing, 
you need to make sure that you cover all grounds and that you're not appropriating because if not, it's going to backfire. And if next season some fans feel angry or resentful that they feel left out, that the club is kind of leaving them out and everything's just focused in English, but then you're making money off of a Spanish word, then yeah, it's not going to be a pretty luck. It's going to be one of those things that I've seen it because I've seen, I saw it happen with the Lionel. I mean, I don't know a hundred percent of, you know, but from the beginning, there was not a connection with the team and the Mexican community. Mm-hmm. And even the coach were like, well, I mean, why should I go and get players from Mexico and we can get them cheaper somewhere else? I mean, that's what I heard. Yeah. From, like, the economic like, factor plays a huge factor. thing. Yeah. And it's kind of like, I think you should not say that, especially in a, in a place like Houston. Um, yeah. Sure. And, and I think, you know, and, and that's our responsibility mm-hmm. on the marketing team and their vision. And, you know, I don't want to call out no one, but if, if, if you're say if you're white mm-hmm. and you're doing something for black lives matter and you know nothing about black lives matter or just any other movement, but you're, you, you're, you want to put out a tweet, but you don't even give for a charity or nothing. Right then you're just doing it for, as the kids say, for the clout. Mm -hmm. So I hear you, and I think they're aware of that, but it just has, they're not pushing it because it hasn't backfired on them or there hasn't been enough people that have been spoken at. Right, right. Because publicly, I mean, you already have, like, Guru Deportes mentioned stuff, Top Flight mentioned stuff. I mean, here we're we're not like reporteros. We don't do that type right, of you right, know right. content, but we want to be aware of the situations. Like, hey, I mean, like you said, cuidado porque si no les la la raza o, o te quiero te o te odia. Right. And I think right. This to, is a honeymoon phase. Right. It is a honeymoon phase. Yeah. I think the next season is going to be a little more tough. It's going to be a a, a real uh, indication of the direction that the team is moving in. And, and, and one thing I, I want to touch on is um, just to be real, you look at Houston, you look at Dallas, you look at San Antonio and you look at Austin. And when I think about Austin, if I'm being real, I think it's the widest out of all those cities. When I walk around downtown, I see not that much diversity and what the team has, what Austin FC has done so far to me is um, I didn't, I, I didn't fully expect it with um, the way they've tried to embrace Spanish language and the culture and, and stadium culture. Um, but I did see it as kind of a, a welcome surprise. And because I, when I think about football, I, I think about the diversity behind it. Mm-hmm. And the specialness and how it's brought our communities together, especially the the Latino community. And I think like, what an excellent opportunity to change the perception. Because my perception is that Austin isn't diverse as these other cities. Um, But in the sport of football, we have that opportunity to kind of say, hey, hold up. There, there is, there is the community here, and it, and it, and it wants to say something, and it wants to cheer and back this team and we're going to embrace it and, 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 and hug it and like celebrate it. And I think that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. But 
without doing the work for it, the homework, and just putting the facade, it could be seen as right. It could be it, it, it could be seen as fake. It could be seen as offensive. Right. But uh, it, this is great. I, I don't think um, none of these topics you're spoken about in in, in in other in other um, on other platforms. So I'm glad we're talking about it here. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, at the end of the day, we're saying it because we want we want. I mean, we want to be there. We want to be the ones in the microphone. We want to be the ones that feel represented. And mm-hmm. then, like for me, it's, I'm not going to be crying, complaining, and getting mad at people and calling people out. Like, no, like I want to be out there knocking on doors. Like, hey, where can we, you know, talk? Where can, what can we do? You know, like there's plenty of stuff. I did, I did, I did see one thing that, that was on Saturdays. Um, Monica Maldonado with Mas Cultura. She was having other lowriders around yeah. the stadium, having like an event. I don't know how much of that connectivity was with the team or whatnot, but when we went to the Houston game, the lowriders escorted us, like escorted us out, you know, until we hit like 130 and 290. Like, man, I should have kept going, and we we're going to Houston. <laughs> but, That's awesome. But that was that was that was one of the things that like I didn't know that was happening. But then again, there's a lot of those things that like say. We don't know what really they're doing or what their plans are, but I do want to feel like, I do think they should not feel like, I do feel like they should be more uh, intentional and vocal and reach out to the community. Like, Hey, and then a lot of it is also, they put so, so much, so much work on Los Verdes. And I feel like Los Verdes shouldn't be doing the work for Austin FC. Austin yeah. FC should be doing the work for Los Verdes because yeah. well, Los Verdes is only going to do so much. Right. You know, Los Verdes, they're going to bring the people. They're going to bring the, the supporters. I mean, if, we already know they're going to be there no matter what. But I feel like the team is, needs to do the work for Los Verdes and grant more permissions to do more things or themselves hire people that can be, you know what? This is going to be, you know, like this one person is going to be acknowledging everything possible in, in a Hispanic community. Yeah. Because that that would be huge, and I'm talking about like someone that it's not just like uh, this is won't be offensive, but someone who's not third generation, you know, American. Someone who's like you was born in Mexico, or I mean, not Mexico, or like Latin America, or someone who's first generation that already knows the struggle. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the one thing is we want is we want something that's more deep, and, yeah. and I think that's what we're trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, you want to feel connected and. Um, I mean, yes, I, I I hear you because I feel, you know, apart from media side, apart from being a journalist, I, as a fan, I feel a little bit disconnected. And I know a few people that do too. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't feel included in the team uh, from personal conversations that, you know, it just, it may be for different reasons. I'm not saying, oh, Austin FC is doing a bad job. I'm just saying like, there's just a disconnect. There's something yeah. missing. Um, but, you know, I have expressed as well my concerns with the right people. Um, and I can only do so much and they can agree to disagree or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think they they have done a good job by hiring um my former anchor at CBS, uh, Chris um, Saldana, who does the PA stuff. Um, so, you know, he's 
Mexican American. His dad's from, uh, you know, her lives in El Valle, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget where he's from, but so they, they do do a good thing about trying to be diverse and everything. But I think, as you said, like Los Verdes can only do so much. Do so much. And I'm not a part of Los Verdes just because I want to keep that a little bit separate. Right. I would love to be part of them, but I kind of want to keep that a little bit separate. Um, and I'm very friendly with Gabby and everything, but, um, you know, it's just, I, I don't want to cross the line that then I can't be objective about yeah. things. You know what I mean? So I think it's just like more like work related. And you're in a good position where you can be objective and you right. can be, you know, have your own, your, your own point of view, which is good. Right. And I think, I think that's why I was like, when I, when I talk about, you know what, if we're going to do an end of the year season, we have to do it with a person that can be unbiased in a lot of things. Right, right, right. And I, I do think a lot of fans are very, very toxic on social media, by the way. Uh, yeah, <laughs> social media. Oh my God. It, oh my it, goodness. It, it, it allows people to be their worst version without wanting to be ugly. Yeah. Without having to but. face the consequences, unless you, you really do right. something fucked up. Um, but kind of going back to, to, to your role, to, to your, um, to your platform, what, what has been your impressions about the, uh, the relations with the press and, and with, uh, with Wolf kind of, how, how has that, how has that been now that a whole season has gone through and you've had, you've seen interactions with them. You, you've, you've been in that, in that room, in that scenario, what are your impressions on that? He definitely gives off, you know, how if I come in here and I'm very cheery. You can yeah, tell yeah. I'm cheery. Right, right. Yeah. If I, y'all don't know me, so I'm mad. You can definitely <laughs> tell I'm mad. So that's how he is. He, in my opinion, he's, you know, after a loss, like a, like whenever they lost at home against San Jose and they were winning and then they lost, you know, that, um, that game, he was very angry. Uh, and so, but, um, you know, there was an instance with Eric Goodman that he asked him a question, you know, if he thought that the team had given up, it was actually at San Jose and I'm sure y'all saw it. He was yeah. like, he was like, that's a bullshit question. I was like, Josh, I, like, I want to say this, but I'm going to say this is a bullshit question. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, he's learning too. I mean, he's yeah. a first time coach. He's the one right. that's on the hot seat all the time. So he gets to answer our questions. Um, Overall, he's treated me nice. Um, I, I'm not there to get him or be like, uh, whatever. I know Jorge does a great job of asking him questions that he's interested in. And a lot of the fans are as well. So, and it keeps him accountable. And, you know, I know, you know, there was like an issue with, you know, a, a rumor saying that Jorge wasn't allowed, but I don't think that was an issue. I think that was a misunderstanding if anything. Yeah. Um, and I think Jorge spoke about that and he made that clear because, you know, you, you don't want to get on a club's bad side as well, because that, that will restrain him from doing his job mm-hmm. or from doing what he loves, which is Club Deportes. And so, you know, uh, I think he, he has all the right to ask whatever he wants I have right. or to go to any game unless he does something that's really, Hey dude, you cross the line. But, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, pretty good. Everyone has been nice. Um, every player, if I ask, Hey, if, is this person available? Whatever. Very nice. Talk to me, you know, and you know, I, I hear that everyone 
in the club likes me, so that's yeah. nice. I was like, yeah, oh, good. thank you. I was like, I didn't, even, I didn't even know y'all knew who I was. That's, that's <laughs> I remember uh, the one press conference with Stuber, and, and then uh, you asked him, I think he was at home. I was at home. You were at home. Oh, my God. And then your, your, your dog my made a noise, and then Stuber was like, don't worry, I have my dog, too, and I love him. And that... And that <laughs> Because it, it was a very, very yeah. rough day for him because I think yeah. they had lost that yeah, game. Lost it. it was the first conference where, like, her dog started barking. And then Stuber's face, like, demeanor Changed. was like, I would love yeah. to. And that's what I mean. I'm not here. I'm not there to do a gotcha. I, I'm going to ask maybe uncomfortable questions mm-hmm. maybe that you may not like. But, I mean, most of the things I was just, it's like, you know, you come off from a poor performance, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. what happened or blah, blah, blah. It's just things that we all see, right? And things that they're going to Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a lot of those times, like with Stuber and, and Wolf coming off of tough, tough results, they're, they're coming with a lot of emotion. Right. And, you know, you got to toe that fine line as, as someone that's uh, asking the questions and interviewing them is like, how can you ask those tough questions in a way that allows them to know that you don't have a, a bad intention? Right. Right. And that's, that's tough. And, right. and, and, and right. I, I wouldn't know how to, how to, how to do that. Yeah. That's actually really cool that, that, that you work in that field, but, um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Every, everyone's nice. Um, I mean, from my experience, everyone's treated everyone with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and like I said, like the front office is great. The new PR, um, guy is really great. He's very engaged with the community. Um, you know, he's trying to do his best job, because, I mean, I don't know if Austin FC had like three different public relations guys mm-hmm. that or two that left one left. And then it was like the guy that was on a trial didn't make it, unfortunately. Yeah. And then now we and, have and our that's new a one. crucial position. Exactly. Especially, I mean, and that's the one that connects the team to the people. Yes. And to the media. And so he's great. I met him. Um for the first time because of COVID everything's so virtual still mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I met him for the first time great guy he has a good vision and so I told him about things that we can improve on and I one of the things was that um, and you know social media or doing a little bit more in Spanish for those who don't you know I think their worry is like that they don't think that these people are paying attention you know mm-hmm. In, in social media who has Twitter like my mom doesn't have Twitter so right. I think that that's their uh, I I am assuming that that's what they're saying mm-hmm. or thinking but overall I think their intention is very it's good but you know he asked me what I thought and he asked me what they can improve on and I told him and we had a great conversation and mm-hmm. I was like yeah you know what yeah but the one thing is like like you brought it up like say they're probably not aware like oh these people have social media Dude, have you seen my grandma? Or WhatsApp? Or WhatsApp? <laughs> no, and I think a lot of the times we we tend to also like demonize the fact that people are not aware of our problems. Yeah, and we tend to like get mad about that. And it's like we should it should not be like that. Right. It should not be like okay. Say for example, I know like Koke said something, but he said like, "Oh, Rich is wearing a black shirt." <gasps> But it's actually, no, it's actually dark gray, gray or charcoal. And it's just, Koke wasn't aware that, that, hey, this is my favorite shirt. And he said it was black, but it's actually charcoal. And, and so culture, that's what it's called. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that 
también, o sea, la raza yes, there's a lot of things that we can get but a lot of things that hey, we're not gonna get everything so, right, también right, mágele right. yeah. porque, porque también no, no queremos que sea como you know, at the end of the day there's other communities as well like we have the Asian community of course, you know, we have, right. you know the black community I mean, we, we have so many other communities that it, it shouldn't at the end of the day just be about Hispanics and the team no, no the team you know has to be aware of you know other other ways they can expand and the more they expand like say for example happy hanukkah right something like that they can show some appreciation of and love course. i think that's going to be huge for for the relationship with the team and the players in the community for example uh asian new year is going to be coming up mm -hmm. pretty soon in a couple of months a good way to to you know get people that are you know, part of the Asian community that are leaders and, and they can, you know, share their story and the team and how the team impacted their, their community. Right. Stuff that can help. Um, yeah. I, I think they all, everything, all of these talks at the end of the day bring opportunity. Right. And opportunity for us to go and knock on doors and not stay home and Twitter and be mad and, and be toxic and cry about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hear you and I get what you're saying. I think my, my only issue personally is that they're using, and you say Hispanics or Mexicans, but they're using Spanish mm -hmm. to communicate right. with their audience. Mm -hmm. So that, that would be my, my issue. My, I guess point would be just like, You're using this, but you need to, if you're going to use it, you need to exercise it all the way. There's room for improvement everywhere. I think overall they, they've done a great job. Um, and you know, hopefully I wish them more success, but I'm glad yes. we're having a conversation and it's a healthy conversation for sure. But yeah. No, we still have unbroken glasses. You There know. you go. We don't have to be rowdy all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, uh, anything you guys want to add? Um, I know you you were traveling. You went to Chicago and you went to New York. I did. And you've been all over the place. I wish. It felt like that. Honestly, I did. <laughs> I went to go visit a friend over the weekend. You call it traveling. I call it a weekend Getaway. going over there. Yeah, real quick. That's um, so, That's how you need sometimes. <laughs> I know. So I went to New York City to go visit my uh, college friend who does like freelance journalism, photography, and ed editorial for like the New York Times and all these wow. bougie ones, right? How so cool. She, yeah, she's amazing. She's a badass. Mm. So um, I went to go visit her. Um, and, but being a freelancer is so amazing. Like she only works like three days a week. And get paid. Get paid. She gets paid. There you go. I can't even talk about this money. <laughs> no, I already have my second sparkling water. But yeah, she, you know, they pay very well. And I'm just like, wow, I get paid less than that. And I work a lot. But do you pay more money plus. on like living? She does. She does. Yeah. three thousand dollars for rent. I, two bedroom, oof. two bath for apartment. Ooh, shout out. 
in Harlem, but Harlem's beautiful. Um, so yeah, I went there and then I went to go celebrate my best friend's 30th birthday in Chicago. So that was a lot of fun. Um, never had been to Chicago. Uh, it was a great time, but I still love New York. New York has taken your heart. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think, I think I went to Chicago first and then New York. Yeah. Both are different. Yeah, one's little clean and the other one's big and dirty. Dirty, yeah. I like big and dirty. No, the first time I went to New York, I came back like, eh. but the second time I went, it's like, oh, why do we have to go back? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can live here. <laughs> yeah, right. It's awesome, but yeah, thank you, thank yeah, you, thank no, you. I'm glad. I'm glad you you got to you know have some time off. I know you you're busy. Well, you're gonna be busy again, again in, in the and holiday. It won't yeah. end. It'll end one day when I retire. Yeah, when you retire, or when work doesn't feel like work. Or when you do freelance. Yeah, or when I do freelance or more stuff. Um, yeah, I'll actually be doing a little bit more um, content for Telemundo, which is nice. Um, I'll be, so I was up for, my contract was up and, you know, trying to do what I can and fulfill my dreams and goals. And so I'll be doing a little bit more on air stuff with um, Telemundo. Luckily, I was able to negotiate that. And, you know, it's very nice. rare that that happens. Yeah, when you don't come. Thank you. Uh, when you don't come from a other s news station with already experience. So it's nice that they're giving me, they know how much I love soccer and love covering Austin FC and have these connections. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it's really nice. Uh, you know, being a woman, sports isn't easy. A lot of people... You know, they retweet a man before they re retweet a woman. So uh, that's always disheartening, but it's fine. It's really not fine, but <laughs> we're going to say it's fine. But it's not. Right, right. It's not. It is what it is. I guess that's what you say, right? <sighs> no, we, we I hate that. Back. I hate that. And, and and hearing you, I hear a lot of the echoes of what my sister talks about in her Ugh, in her right. realm. And so, um, just some of those challenges that you face as a woman in, in, in the media Um it's tough to hear as, as, as just a dude that, that is hearing like in, in a situation where we're all on the table and you have an idea or you have something to say, your voice isn't getting, uh, the respect it deserves. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're here on our, on our platform on Otra, you. por favor, and you're getting that chance to speak your mind. And I've loved everything you've said. Oh, thank you. Um, well, I appreciate the, it. The fact that like the team, I mean, at the end of the day, the team coming in brought a lot of opportunities and, Mm -hmm. you're you're for sure when it comes to the communications and media in austin regarding football mm -hmm. and soccer like your name is mentioned that's awesome and that's uh, that's good to hear because we need that you know like we we need a female representation and you're bringing that right right um, now i hope the team continues to like give you more more access to stuff because yeah it's gonna benefit them i think of course the communication you bring everything you you know you share it's it's always something that's beneficial informational it's not like talking crap about someone and saying right it's not el, el zapato, <laughs> zapatos verdes en vez de negros right, <laughs> so, right, right. no but exactly. we do we do appreciate like what you do like every time there's a chance for you to communicate something you could do it yeah um i'm here to inform that's what it was the story is not about me it's about yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. now yeah. this, this, this one is about you because you're <laughs> yeah. a guest. So for sure, for sure. So uh, yes. No, and, and one more question I have is I already asked you like, what are you going to maintain? And we you know we're going to, one, one that I have is if you would give, give advice to the younger version of yourself, what would it be? 
Don't give up. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It was a hard decision for me um, to stay here in Austin. I, I was about to pack my bags and leave. Um, but things ended up working up my way. I see that things maybe in the next year. Um, hopefully this opens more doors to other opportunities. Uh, a lot of the conversations that I've been having lately have been very positive. Um, but just don't give up. Um, you know, even if it feels like it's the end, you know, even if you've been working crazy hours and, you know, you feel like you're not getting anywhere. Um, if you dedicate yourself, you will eventually get noticed. Um, and, you know, it just adversity, try to persevere through it and, and just keep a head strong and stay true to who you are because there's sometimes where you try to mimic the person next to you and that's very successful and you're just like, Oh my God, why can't I be like that? Like you, you know? Um, but you know, use your colleagues as motivation to push you and everyone's here for a reason and everyone has their own, I guess, characteristic about themselves that makes them different from the person next to them. So mm -hmm. Yeah, I, that's that's what I would just give my younger version. I'm still 29, but I'm still young, so I'm still learning. But I think for now, I think that that's what I've been. I, I can say safely that is true. Things will eventually work out your way. Just don't give up. And if you feel like in your heart that what you thought you wanted to do is no longer what you want to do, it's okay to switch gears. Like you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You know, you just live your life because we know we lived through a pandemic and we know this life is short and we don't have it guaranteed and anything could happen at all times. So do that thing that you want to do and just shoot your shot. Beautiful. Shoot your shot. Well said. And I think that's something that we all need to hear. You know, we it's what you said about um, not giving up and not having to try to imitate um others path to success or what seems like success. We spoke a little bit about social media and that's just a highlight reel of people's lives. And it's, it's comparison is, is, is a thief of joy. You know, that's, that's what, that's what they say. And, um, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, to Chaparro, uh, who would have been here with oh us. And I hope by the time you hear this episode, you're feeling much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a little bit under the weather. Um, he would have been here with idea. us, but, um, him, Richie, Yourself, Michelle, are, are people that, that always push me to uh, continue down my path. And hearing you say that is, uh, is is good to hear. I think it's it's a it's a good reminder and a good uh, a good good encouragement and motivation to yeah, succeed in our own for way. Sure. Everyone motivate. Hey. <laughs> no, it's like Chaparro, we miss you. Uh, you know, hope you get better. And you know, we see you. In, you guys will see you on the next one. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see you in the next one. So. Next time I see him, I will ask him how his New York trip went. And El Salvador trip. And El Salvador. Oh, yeah. we didn't tell he like we didn't even know he was in El Salvador until. <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know he was in El Salvador. <laughs> I didn't know either. And hey, we, man. we see where's Carmen San Diego. Where's Chaparro? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we see him with a face mask in an airplane, and I, I thought it was like from New York. Like, him coming back, and like I thought you were supposed like you're already back. And then hey, and he's like he's like hey guys, uh, I'm in El Salvador right now. No, he he checked in. He he put like a picture of the El Salvador airport. What? <laughs> and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm in El Salvador." And I was like, "So Dude. spontaneous." And he's like, "I'll be back on Monday." Oh, like, wow. he <laughs> on Friday. You're coming back Monday. That's a quick trip. That is a quick trip. Why? Right. I would. Nah. Yeah. 
I would have just been like, I'm not coming back, actually. I know, right? Pupusalandia, uh, right? Eso. Oh, well, I miss him. He was a great um, host last time as well. I mean, both of y'all are. Uh, you weren't here last time, so welcome. Thank you. When did this happen, by the way? Cookie? Uh-huh. Um, no, I just showed up one day. And yeah, he never was like, Hey, hop on the mic. Yeah. No. <laughs> he come, he, he's always been talking about, like, you know, podcast ideas and everything. And I've had... I've had on my mind, you know, to join, but I just wanted to wait for, for the right time. And then I was like, okay, I, I think we're going to grow. We're going to do, you know, add the visuals and everything, you know, and Koke sends in a message. Okay, dude, uh, can we have a talk about the podcast? And like, yeah, sure. And then like tell him you want to come and hang out on the day we recorded with on the Monday. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Chaparro and I, we were going to record like that by ourselves that day. And Coca's in the, like in a corner, just sharing his ideas. And then Coke, and then Chaparro was like, Hey, tell him to hop in the mic. I'm like, all right, cool. So then I was like, I already knew I wanted to ask him, but mm -hmm. I, I asked him like, Aww. as we were recording and I, I think we asked him like, as we were recording. Right. Yeah. And not like, like my gym clothes. And I'm like, like, so you want to join the podcast? The He's like, for real? <laughs> so that's for me, it was like being called to the Avengers, man. I felt yeah, like, oh, shit, I'm about to join this club. Awesome. Yeah. But you're a great host. Yeah, Thank so you. he brings Thank a you. lot of our information and a lot of the stuff. Like, Chaparro is very good at conversation and, you know, very good, like, you know, a lot of the things. Like, he, he always has the one question that, like, oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. And then Coca has more of that um, information part. Uh, yeah. He looks at you, visualizes everything you say, and then comes in with, like, his thoughts. Yeah. And also reads poems. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> How wedding. I know, right? So I thought, oh. uh, but yeah, no, like Michelle, appreciate you, you know, coming, um, an honor. And I, I, I know I'm pretty sure we're going to do it again whenever the season starts. Oh, of season. course. It's coming so, hot. And yes. hey, if, if, if hey, maybe, I want maybe, you coming in shooting shots like you did the first. Of this, course. <laughs> and then, and then like, if, if anything, you know, I, on your behalf, I can ask a question to that you may have to, you know, I don't know who it may be Wolf or a player because they do pre, you know, stuff and you give you all a little shout out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, just, that'd be yeah, awesome. Ask them, I, we do want to, I didn't want to like ask them to come in. I wanted to ask them in the right place in the right time and be sure. like, Hey, when can you come and have a conversation with us? Sure. I want it to be a solid thing after a certain amount of episodes with, different various type of guests and not just be like after two episodes so you yeah. want to hop in the mic yeah, yeah like i did i did send like fagundes and i sent out the players like hey you know just uh, what i sent them the links of the, the oh the you did episodes. yeah oh you should now, invite the, them are they are they down well i only get like seen and heart and that's it but oh. i mean we're, you know we're, still, <laughs> we're, we're not no, it's all good i don't take it cascante will reply like, oh man you know thank you thank you for your support Aww. guys because I tell Cascante, hey, good job today, man. Or even when he got the red card, hey. that was not deserved. <laughs> yeah, we got to work hard. Like, yes, but that was not deserved. <laughs> but I, I do want to, like, if, if if there's a way we can get a players. I also want to get um, the owner. Yeah. I want to get him in pre-court. Like, yeah. we just have him here to talk about his sure. experience as the owner. Like, a, a good guest. And pretty much anyone, I'll give you the list. It'll be like the 22 players yeah. and any ones that come. But yeah, I mean, if you can get us, you know, help us get someone here. I mean, yeah, a block person. away from the stadium. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Especially in Spanish. 
en español. They can do it in Spanish. Sí, I do sí. recommend for you to have Jorge on here. He's spicy. Jorge sounds like he, he, he would be an excellent Jorge guest. Durante. Based on the way you've talked about him and mm-hmm. the questions he's asked, we'd love yeah, to have no, him. Yeah, no, he's great. He's great. I know he does the same for me. I know he's an advocate for me and wants me to do great. So That's I, great. I speak for and that's what we gotta do man he's always doing a shout out to you like yeah especially yesterday yeah he's like so (laughs) yeah con michelle i heard your name like oh he's we're gonna have her tomorrow and and speaking of shout outs before we forget roma is getting a major major city shout out roma decide yes yes shout out i i am so sorry i haven't met you in person um uh, shame on me um it's just i don't even know where i'm at half of the time but yes i hope to one day meet her um she's been to all i'll tell you what what we can do one day is we can have you roma and serafina or gabby sure come in you guys run that episode and I'll just produce it for y'all for sure <laughs> a woman led otra por favor okay, woman led otra por favor dale vamos a hablar de fútbol let's chicas let's go yeah there we go so hey Roma here's the idea there's an Let idea oh well, congrats to her she's um, she's a great Austin FC fan and like wow even Gabby like I'm just like girls the amount of work and energy that you put into this team is mm-hmm. more than I have probably but um, a shout out to both of y'all so and to other women supporting us in FC. Of course. You know, there's some good stuff coming. Uh, we got some some plans on the way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's continue to, you know, it's, it's always going to continue to get better. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions, any any ideas you want to give us, we're always open to hear your idea. Are y'all going to have We're Austin TV? I want to. I want to. El este, el Hernán, el primo, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. They like to get riled and crazy. Yeah. So I think that that way that that one would have to be literally like four chairs. Yeah. And then just a cooler in the front. Yeah. That one's <laughs> gonna then, be fun. I want to be in between Ryan and Bali as they go at it with each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. No. Shout out to our friends from Top Flight, Top Flight Podcast, and We Are TV. Yeah. Um, they're pretty they're good people. Like every time I, I talk to them, they're yeah. They're they're controversial as hell, but they're yeah. good people. I don't know them. I don't know them personally. No, but. they're 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 cool. I've hung up with them. Actually, one day uh, for the galaxy, I drink a lot of water, mm-hmm. and I I can't remember because the water was so strong. I can't even remember. Like I only remember hearing goal and goal, but that's because I was hanging out with them before the game. So. Uh-huh. But it was awesome. fun. It was fun. Crazy. Well, and but yeah, yeah. There's. Well, I'm excited you know. for you. Um, and you know, both of y'all's podcasts, and you know, the third person not here, but him too. Um, and for y'all to um grow the podcast and anything that you need or any support, I'm happy to do it. Uh, when and if I can, all the things and yeah, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you so for much, sure. Michelle. Sierra Nascoge. Uh, otra por favor podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share with your family and friends. Let us know what you want to hear. Give us a shout. Get into our DMs. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening, y'all. Peace. Adios.